0: Ring in the new year with our favorites from the previous year, plus a damn fine Jim Carrey movie this week on 30 2010. 30 20, 10, 30 20, 10. three decades every
1: show sometimes associated videos. 30 2010, 30 2010, surprises and excitement. Yes, we're going to the 90s and 2000s and 2010s on 30 20, 10.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 302010, the Laser Time Network's weekly pop culture time machine taking back 30, 20, and ten years ago. This week we enter the ones. Ah, hooray! Happy New Year. And happy is this our sixth season? Sixth season. Six
2: seasons. Six seasons. Where's our
3: movie? <laughs> and a movie.
0: Why would I mean if between two ferns got a movie, why not thirty twenty ten? <laughs> and I say that loving the Between Two Ferns movie. Uh Welcome to 302010. Uh, if you don't know what we do, we look at the world, uh, what came out in the best of pop culture, the best anniversaries of movies, TV, uh, even news, if you can call <laughs> news stories having anniversaries. Uh, still, have after six years, haven't nailed the intro. But uh, we look at the world thirty, twenty, and 10 years ago to this week, usually with a pop culture bend uh, from a single week. And this week, oh, I'd love having an even year. We're covering the week of January 1st through the 7th in 1991, 2001, and uh. T- 2011 that was hard <laughs> say for the first time i had it written down and everything uh who i'm chris, i'm one of your hosts chris Santista. who else is with me
2: uh i have nothing funny to say i'm diana goodman i'm just happy to
3: be out of 2020 Ugh. it's me sarah we're coming into 2021 hold on to your butts it's not gonna get better y'all yeah <laughs> no okay. not right away no eventually, eventually.
1: I you we know when September. The, <laughs>
3: death of the universe occurs
2: yeah
0: yeah.
1: What I, an
2: animal do you think is going to take over the earth when we're gone? That's oh what God, I, I
0: want to know. I'm
3: I mean, for narwhals. It's their time.
0: It's <laughs> wrong. It's,
3: it's, a, it's a seal with a horn.
0: Let's do it. You've already seen it happen. Raccoons. Resilient. I mean, we're, we're basically their biggest adversaries because they're not hunted by a lot.
3: They can yeah. be lords of the land and let the narwhals rule the sea. I'm okay with that. That would be cool.
0: Uh, but yes, there's. if you don't know... Oh, sorry. This in this episode is executive produced by Justin Allen and many other fine people at Patreon. dot com slash LaserTime. We have a double dose of uh, video games coming at you. Well, I think we'll we'll discuss more in detail not only what came out, but um, in this episode we'll talk about what were the best selling things of the previous year, the best selling video games of the previous year, and. Um, yeah, sorry. Many other stuff at uh, patreon.com slash laser time, including new episode of Sick of Star Wars. We are entering Empire Strikes Back territory. We've just talked about the Mandalorian uh season two. If you like Star Wars and you think you're sick of it, and then you think you're not because you watch the Mandalorian, it makes you cry. Uh so <laughs> anyway, back to thirty, twenty ten. Uh how do we want we're going to talk about what because there's not a lot of movies that come out during the period of january 1st to the 7th
2: no we have Mm. uh a couple movies here and there that are obviously they're all holdovers from last year they're things that released limited probably christmas week and now they're getting the wider release so Mm. we do have uh, there's some good ones to talk about but because it's so short on movies and there is is zero television and there's no music mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was a good time for us to look back on all the movies that we recommended from yeah. 1990 2000 and 2010 and I broke them into little groups and I feel like we can debate like pick
3: one okay. Totally. And I think we should take turns reading off the groups. That way also you don't have to like do a, we didn't start the fire, yeah. rapid fire. Arachnophobia, <laughs> <No. laughs> Cadillac man,
0: Ernest goes to jail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah we, can do, we can definitely do that. And oh my goodness, how do we want it? Home Alone is number one in the box office, by the way, January 1st. People still going to see this uh, after Christmas, New Year's Eve, and I think we'll still be number one into next year. Home Alone, a box office juggernaut.
3: Oh, you missed a little bit of news though at the top. I there. did
0: because yeah. this is crazy, and I still don't really know how it works. <laughs> the first TVs with built-in closed captions, closed captioning debut, and I I remember this as a little kid as, as as TV shows would premiere, and then. Oh, they built the new, they'd yell in stereo. And then they would, at this point, they're yelling in closed captioning um, at the bottom of every. It's, it's even like hard coded in a certain television show's intros. So in stereo, closed captioning. Mm-hmm. Yep. But a huge deal because it basically allows like a significant portion of the population to enjoy the sound of television without hearing uh, for the yes. first time ever.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, just, not just disabled folks, older folks. So they don't have to turn it all the way up. Or <laughs> people have People have trouble with accents.
0: Yeah. Or yes. people, or people who want to enjoy tenant or understand tenant, Peaky
3: Blinders. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah.
0: Closed captioning, and I don't I, like. I don't know how that worked. Was that an automatic technology? I know that. A, I think that's 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 a technology done by via Channel, who will automatically mm-hmm. try and transcribe stuff as you go. Because I love seeing spelling errors in closed captioning as some
3: mm-hmm.
0: poor maniac is trying to transcribe a news debate. Uh, yeah.
3: or slang like mm-hmm.
0: yes yeahlay,
3: especially it's like,
0: yeah, no time to go back and correct. I gotta get back to the next ten sentences, and uh but yeah, this debuts in televisions, and most network television starts I guess offering standard how does it even work? analog transcripts, the accompany on screen on screen television stuff. I never used it, so I don't know. <laughs>
2: Oh. Yeah, I think before this there was like a box you could buy yes. it was like an, it was like a separate thing and that way you could get the closed captioning mm-hmm. and this just having it built in of just oh, yeah, I hit a couple buttons usually by accident and now the closed captioning is up or my favorite thing that oh, I can't get it to work with like cable or streaming or anything but with my analog ass TV if I hit mute the closed captioning would come on automatically.
1: Right. Oh, right. That's, that's
2: awesome. How do we get that back? It was so handy. The phone rings and I could still like, oh, shit, something big happened. Wait. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Half the TVs displayed in a circuit city would be showing subtitles just because they were muted. Huh. Right. That was a pretty decent automatic thing to do. Where'd that go? It's
2: so handy. I mean, because now like with DVR, whatever, that you can pause the live television. and It's no big deal. But ah, it was so useful.
0: Sometimes I want to, I want to. Talk, I want to. I want to watch television and pretend like I'm talking to my mother when she calls me every goddamn day. Jesus, lady, write an email. Uh, but closed captioning yeah. makes a debut in America. Yeah,
3: you yelled at us so much, Antista, but closed captioning is on everything in our house. Like, ask us about a streaming service we can tell you how to turn it on. Now, see here. and I are both deaf and also...
0: No, 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 you are not deaf. See here, this is coming from the perspective of someone who lived in a tiny apartment who would get brooms knocked on his fucking ceiling, like his, his, his... this floor. If he was watching something loud past five o'clock, I have a surround sound system with a subwoofer, and I turn like so. Once I moved out of the apartment into a house, I could listen to shit loud. I listen to shit loud. You guys live in the middle of fucking nowhere, and you keep your television at the same at the same volume. My dad keeps NPR on his nightstand, so like I'm disgusted by your use of subtitles because I can't hear your television either. You need to turn it up, and I go over there and like I, you know, I bought a sound system so we could hear the. Dial. Dialogue. That's why I'm disgusted.
3: <laughs> I just you have a soundbar. It, it, it's a it's definitely a comfort now, like a a comfort blanket having it on. And I do think it's made me a worse like a lazier watcher because I know that I can just like read the dialogue if I miss something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, it's, I, I, it's probably not good. It's probably.
0: I always it's something I always resent about subtitles because you can't you can't. Simultaneously engage with every emotion in a good actor's face while you're reading yeah. dialogue, and especially when the dialogue is like slightly ahead of the performance or behind. Oh. Oh.
3: For comedies, though, no, it's very bad. Yeah, I,
0: I do prefer subtitles with foreign stuff, but it is—it's a hindrance. So, yeah, I watch most yeah. of my Godzilla's dub um but
2: <laughs> Yeah, if there's any lag, it fucks everything up.
0: Yeah, I gotta be careful. I hate it. But but new servers. I still
2: haven't. I still haven't finished Babylon Berlin season two, just because for some reason the subtitles were lagging, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. So weird. I love that show.
0: Because modern services have been really good about it. Even like I've seen Netflix like put subtitles under the subject who's on screen, so you're not Mm -hmm. confused if there's a lot of talking. But uh, yeah, if you can believe it, like standard closed captioning is is thirty years old. You might have been alive to see the advent and never had any idea. It's kind of a godsend. Uh, Someone a long time ago said, like, uh, my husband loves your podcast, and I'm deaf, and I would like to see if there was any way I could get down on this. And I went looking into transcription services, and I was just, like, if this is pretty, it's not terribly expensive, but it's, like, to spend hundreds of dollars. But then I was, like, I was talking, this would open up a whole new audience for us, and, like... True. And then I think the other person said, "Are we really going to ask a person to read for two hours, like multiple times a week? Would they do that? Uh, read us, sorry, not like asking <laughs> someone it to take read two hours
2: um, so to read know, us." I like feel bad. Minutes. I feel bad for the transcriptionist
3: trying <laughs> to sort out all Me our crap. Too. Me too.
0: I think it was oh Diana. God.
3: They would just have to have like little shortcut buttons for like all the things we say. Like, oh shit, Sarah said y'all again. Just do like a capital Y, hey. like a little tilde. Okay. That's Y'all's
0: a good well. a good plural pronoun these days. I'm using it constantly. I love it way more. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, I'm not even you? Southern. Yeah. I, I have adopted y'all. We I mean, need second years. person plural. Mm-hmm. 100%. Gender newt. It's great.
0: And, uh, well, let's move... Wow, are these... There really movies coming out this week? Um, There are. Sergeant
3: Kubica Man?
2: (laughs) Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. Wow! Not heard of the Troma Masterpiece Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. Mm -mm. Tell me more. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... They were filming Toxic Avenger 2, and they actually went to Japan uh, because, you know, Toxic Avenger had been a decent-sized hit there. And that just gave them the dumb idea that there should be a cop who has kabuki powers. <laughs> uh, this, uh, yeah, which, which he gets from, like, a kabuki actor who's killed, and he gets mystical kabuki powers. And uh, then he, he defeats crime. This poster what?
0: is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It is it is truly a little piece of wonder. Oh, oh my goodness. Who is... Nope, don't know any of these people. Other than Lloyd Kaufman, he did direct it. Um,
2: yep, man. well, it's drama. What do you want?
0: Um, and then also out this week, Come See the Paradise with uh, Dennis Quaid and Tamlin Tamita. Um, we have a little bit of that trailer.
1: At a time when the world was at war... They were stripped of their possessions. What are you burning? I don't want people going through our things. Do you think they'll send us back to Japan? I don't know. I've never been to Japan. Their dignity.
3: Why are the blinds (laughs) down?
2: So we won't know where we're going. (laughs) I'll find you, Lily. But we're Americans. We stopped being Americans. The moment they put up the barbed wire. And their freedom. My wife is an American citizen, sir. You think the camps are wrong? Yes, sir, I do. Oh,
0: goodness. These are yet another thing i did not know about until i was in my 30s um, yeah
2: this is one of the only uh big budget movies about japanese internment yeah. and i am sad to report it's not that good <laughs> um because <sighs> it's mostly i mean it's mostly a romance mm-hmm. b- between you know dennis quaid who's always a white guy and tamla tamita who's a japanese american girl uh you know and it starts in like 37 or so and you know her family doesn't approve but they're so in love and it takes about a, about an hour into movie that's a little over two then uh Pearl Harbor happens and all the Japanese folks are rounded up and sent to the internment camps and I mean then it is much more interesting obviously because like there's so many issues going on now mm. I mean is there a, a lot of American-born citizens who are being rounded up and put into these open air prisons george takei <laughs> and, yeah like george takei man mm-hmm. um you know putting these open air prisons and then being asked like uh do you swear you, do you forswear you know any foreign uh you know do, do you not love the emperor are you a good american you want to go fight for america and it's like how about you go fuck yourself sideways uncle sam like why should i go fight for people who are putting my family in camps and then like some people do and some people don't and then you have the you know 442nd, go for broke. And they're awesome. But that's a whole other story. But it's, I mean, it's directed by Alan Parker, who's coming off of Mississippi Burning, mm. which was a big hit and also a message picture. He does it's have a about, type. <laughs> yeah, racism is bad, y'all. And this is like, he's trying to give it this heft and scope. Like, it's a big movie. It's, it seems really expensive. There's lots of people. There's lots of old cars and sets. and But it's pretty slow Mm. and kind of drab and there's like a lot of extra stuff going on that sort of seems incidental you know like he keeps trying to organize wherever he works into unions and she's like stop causing trouble and it's like does this really have anything to do with anything Mm. i don't feel like we could uh pare this down to a solid message picture Mm. because the japanese internment Needs to be fucking covered. It's yeah. It's goddamn important.
0: I didn't really know that it happened. I think I know. I said this on another show. I think it was, maybe it was with Diana until my company threw a picnic on Angel Island in the San Francisco Bay, and just like. I think I heard whispers of this, like, oh, no, this was the internment camp, like, where we hid uh, Japanese-Americans during World War II, because they couldn't be trusted. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Tanfaran Mall, the big mall near me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) used to be a racetrack, and they have a plaque up saying, yeah, we put people in horse stalls here because they're Japanese. We're sorry. (laughs) We're sorry, but that's where the Five Guys is. You should go get get some Five Guys before you go see a movie. Please,
0: in in their honor, have some Panda Express. I'm I'm assuming (laughs) it's the same culture.
3: Um the only other movie I can think of is Snow Falling on Cedars. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a there's a famous
0: play or two that covers this, but like this is not was not in public school history books. I did not know about this until my Mm mid-20s. So that's why I'm bummed the movie's not good because I would love to see it explored a little more. It seems horrific.
2: I I still Mm -hmm. think the best version of this I've seen or the best media I've seen cover it Mm -hmm. is uh the terror infamy which is like a, a miniseries last year. And mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's actually like a horror kind of mm-hmm. thing where like there's a spooky ghost stuff going on, but most of it takes place in an internment camp and like some of it before. And it's like, you know, you got two days, sell all your stuff. We're taking your house. You got to go. And just, yeah, it covers that, the life in the camp really well. And yeah, getting recruited for the army and all the, you know, families getting broken apart and it's freaking terrible. But this movie does have two lasting legacies though
1: mm-hmm.
2: one uh i'm so happy this actually made it into its wikipedia article that there was a study by computer scientists in 2014 to find the ultimate oscar bait
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that they went through every movie that had been nominated for oscars did they win what are they about when did they take place and they found like you know uh something that's about uh uh, a historical injustice that takes mm-hmm. place in the past world war ii it's about like world war Two, oppressed minority but a white guy is the lead and this hits all of them yeah this, they mm-hmm. declared come see the paradise the best oscar bait there ever was Multi-
0: multicultural yeah. romance ah uh, yes <laughs> yes yes
2: yeah. And and the other thing is, I taught a I taught an a AI score. to make
0: Oscar movies, and this is what came out. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. I mean, it needs more Jews in peril. I've always said Jews in peril is the thing that does it.
0: Yeah, and there are also um, a lot more of them voting in the Academy. So,
2: <laughs> yes, because we run everything. Don't you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it is true. I mean, it's it's a joke, but it's true. Jews mm-hmm. in peril. A lot of drama yeah. there because but... we're in peril a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like historically speaking but the other thing is there is a little chunk of this score that has been used in so many fucking trailers and commercials oh, like shit. all through the 90s and like the second I heard it it was like son of a bitch that's where that's from
0: cuz Diane is really good at this if you've never heard I use all the time in my laser time Oscar time sketches the score from Bru- Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, which is the most cliche trailer music that exists. And it wasn't a ton of shit, so I cannot wait to hear what this is. Uh, the score from Come See the Paradise. Yes. The the, the porny soap opera score. Yes. The running,
3: running Someone's running in this journey, I you? have sir. to do this, but I love you! <laughs> so it's
0: running through like a, a cathedral. Oh, yeah. Wow, all right. So, okay. So, oh! Oh, I oh, a symbol came out so of gonna...
3: no. No! no! Yes. <laughs> she was a there's baby! Also, there's like a medieval lady with a heaving bosom that's like <laughs> stealing stolen glances at the Duke. But... I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: Out of my it's... way, wench. <laughs> someone's got a knife. <laughs> uh, I'm come. reading
3: a romance novel right now. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> come,
0: so- <laughs> uh, come see the paradise, everyone. And this is where we get into the, the the silly stuff that is, uh, what do you call it, against type for us. Oh my goodness! Um, uh, the, we're, since that's it, that's it for the movies. Like it's a trickle for the 1990s. Yeah. So we wanted to have a little fun at um, our expense. And uh, how do you want to introduce this? Die National Film Registry.
2: Um, yeah, let's just run through. Yeah, what what's in the National Film Registry from 1990? They should check out. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Dances with Wolves, Goodfellas, Paris is Burning, To Sleep with Anger, and Slacker, which doesn't actually come out till 1991
0: but yeah but somebody but somebody in the government had seen Richard Linklater's slacker and like yeah this movie
2: that's,
0: <laughs> that feels weird
2: Yep.
3: the so, one the one that's got the lady with Madonna's pap smear All right. oh no. <laughs> so when you say it's more of a 1991 film we didn't cover that yet right or did no we, we okay, have okay. we
2: haven't covered it yeah it I, I mean it's technically 1990 because they you know, Richard Linklater probably showed it to his buddies in Austin, and that makes it a 1990 <laughs> sure. movie, but it doesn't get released until 1991, so okay. we'll talk about it this year.
0: And then, and, then cool. and now we step into our picks, and I have no idea how you want to do this, Dive. but this seems like uh, a ton of fun, and some friendships could be lost, but True. this is...
2: Yeah, so I, I took all 62 movies from 1990 that we recommended through the course of the year, mm-hmm. I uh, just put them in alphabetical order, broke them up into groups of eh, 10-ish, mm-hmm. and... I figured let's go through and out of each group, just pick one that's like, no, nope, this is the recommend oh, out of these. Okay, it's cool. gonna be kill, kill your darlings time.
0: Uh, um, okay, so first group, and this is just mean because of because of its arbitrary nature. Right,
3: exactly. <laughs> yeah. oh. If differently, I would be making different choices. Oh. Right, that's why um, I made it hard.
2: And also the movies they it they're in the T's, so we're gonna all the V's are gonna be against each other because that's how Excel works. <laughs> <laughs> and Excel
3: rules everything
0: around this um, yeah. Okay, so first 1st let's call it a thought exercise I'm already hurting because I'm reading this in... Akira Kurosawa's dreams I said that like a real American Akira Kurosawa's dreams uh, An Angel of My Table uh, Arachnophobia, Back to the Future Part 3, Bad Influence Troll 2 slash Best Worst Movie Were those both out like in uh... No, well,
2: we... we... kind of we all said we can't they're fun without without watching best Horse movie with it
0: born on the fourth of july which i could be fine casting into the ocean um cadillac man
2: last year but you
0: know cadillac man uh robin williams comedy i stood up for cinema Paradiso, um and crybaby so out of all those we have to pick one um Mm. does that mean all three of us get to pick our own to to survive yeah okay
2: yeah i say let's just Everybody can I got to go
0: with Akira Kurosawa's Dreams. I saw that at a very impressionable age and made Ooh. me want to... It's kind of the first movie of his I saw. And uh, I wow. sought it out on DVD for a really, really long time. I, I saw it because it had Steven Spielberg and George Lucas' name in the title and never anybody shits on them. I'm like... Dude, those guys were really cool to other filmmakers that you may also like. In their best... When they were at their highest heights, they they reached their arms out for every other filmmaker. Those dudes should be recognized as cool dudes. Um, and uh, introduced me to Kurosawa. And I think this movie's fantastic. Every time I get high, and rare times I've done acid, I love watching the Fox sequence and the Soldier sequence. It's really good. Mm, um, yeah. Love this movie. And, and Back to the Future Part 3 was really close because it's totally good comfort. Food, but um it's the one of the trilogy I would let go. So
3: hmm.
0: yeah, one of you now, now it's your okay. turn.
3: You know what? I'll go because I think this one's going to be a real curveball. You'd think oh. I picked Born of the Fourth of July, obviously, yes. because I
0: cat monothees
3: in the center of my heart forever.
0: Mm.
3: But it's not one that I would want to like go back and rewatch. And looking at this specific list that we just talked about, I'm gonna go with Bad Influence. Oh, <laughs> weird. It just really like scratches that itch of like a thriller that you just don't see very much. It is a very 90s thing, a little erotic, it, like a thriller that involves obsession. If you don't remember, this is the one I with not. Rob Lowe and James <laughs> Spader. Yeah, But <laughs> I <do. laughs> and I just... I had such a good time watching it. I think it's a great little snapshot of that kind of film from that era. Mm. I liked it a lot. And from this little list, that's the one I would recommend.
2: Curtis
0: Hansen joint. Mm.
3: Um, Oh, this is
2: tough. Come on, Dan. Save Cinema Paradiso. Some of these, well, like Angel (laughs) at My Type, I'm the only one who watched it. We'll go to bad for it. Mm -hmm. Because it's foreign, but it is really, really good. And same with Cinema Paradiso. It's so, so charming. Uh, it's really tough between cinema parodies. So, you know what? I'm just going the one that's the most fun, and I want more people to see is Cry Baby. Fuck it, I'm going with Cry it's, Baby. It's uh,
0: John Waters' most it, mainstream movie. It's fucking dope. Yeah, first one I it's saw. It's just so much fun. First one that was that was surprisingly easy. But the, the next one, man, next one hurts.
2: No, me. the next one is real
0: hard. <laughs> uh, again, it's alphabetical. Yeah, these, just trying to be mean. Um, from yep. this group, we can only save one movie that are based on our recommendations from 1990, the previous year of 30, 2010. Dances with Wolves, Dark Man, Dick Tracy, Die Hard Two, Ducktales the Movie. I see what you try to do to me. Uh, Edward Scissorhands, Ernest Goes to Jail, Flatliners, Ghost and Glory.
2: Oof.
3: these are
0: Flatliners. Ghost and Glory oh. is a great name for a band or an album, by the way. If we're doing <laughs> Billy Joel's, we didn't start the fire. Rules.
3: That, this that is band. That is the
0: Space Monkey Mafia of that entire this entire <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Save one. This is
2: this is really hard. You know what? Hard. You
0: know what? I'm gonna. Fuck you guys. I think I would. I have a lot of great things to say about Dark Man and somewhat of Die Hard Two and Ducktales and Edward Scissorhands is one of my favorite movies. But nobody, nobody, Jim Varney deserves to be remembered. He's been dead for a really long time, and this is his best movie. So I'm I'm going to like not unlike Spielberg and Lucas extend my hand. And Elevate, <laughs> Ernest Goes to Jail, is one of the finest comedies of 1990 that, like, if you ever wondered what Ernest was or was about, it is it is stellar. It is really good. We watched Saves Christmas this year. I miss that man tremendously. I would give up, like, the last three of the four presidents we had if we could bring Jim Varney back to life. <laughs> <laughs> Not kidding. <laughs> Ernest, baby.
3: All right. Mm-hmm. Well... I'm going, again, with my heart, a movie that I love every time I rewatch it. It's so campy. It's so weird. Flatliners. I really like Flatliners. It's scary. It's thrilling. It's not too scary. It's got the Brat Pat, most of it. And, you know, Julia Roberts at her most luminous, which is what I say every time I watch a Julia Roberts movie from (laughs) no matter what era it's
1: from.
3: (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I love Flatliners quite a bit. Yeah, this is tough for me because
2: Dark Man is, like, the only one of these that I had never seen before and that I watched this year and was such such a surprising treat. Mm-hmm. I, oh, yeah. Uh, I think I'll go Edward Scissorhands yeah. so, Hansen. Yeah. So, like,
0: can I depend on that? If one of you is saving it, then I don't have to. Yeah, these that's are, kind like...
3: of what I was thinking, too. I figured i right, yeah. okay.
0: okay, okay. Right. That makes this a little easier I'm gonna, on the soul.
3: I'm gonna take, let me take the next bunch.
0: Okay, go for okay.
3: it. So the next one, we've got Goodfellas, Gremlins 2, The New Batch, Hardware, Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer, Home Alone, Jacob's Ladder, Jesus of Montreal, Kindergarten Cop, King of New York, La Femme Nikita. So I'm going to go with one that I just took me by surprise this year. I had never seen it before. I loved it so much that I bought the DVD of it. La Femme Nikita. I knew it! (laughs) yep i thought you would it It was just so good and i think about it probably at least once a week especially just how much i love the heroine who is such a good badass like strong fighter and is screaming and crying the entire time like she (laughs) hates it she's scared but Mm -hmm. she's also very good at her job and that's the kind of energy we need to bring to life like (laughs) you have to do a scary thing call your doctor's office to make an appointment or, you know, public speaking or whatever. I think it's important and okay to acknowledge, I hate this. This is scary. I hate every single second of it. It's I'm freaking out, but I'm still doing it. That's important.
0: Yeah. I, got it. I got it. This is... I, Diane? I want to go last here just because I, I, I think I know... Where, look, look, look. Okay, I don't know what to do. You go.
2: Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, see, this is really tough because Goodfellas is just sitting there. I right
0: know, I know.
2: And it is one of the... But seriously like one of my five favorite movies of all time Me too uh but then what oh I my mean, god i have to save it but ah, uh, but like jacob's ladder is another one oh i just saw this year that i love so much but no i gotta go goodfellas what I, who are you okay thank on. god thank god i love Goodfellas. Sometimes it's the easiest choice you know I yeah know. it's I, it's like the obvious choice. Like it, Maybe I should just be like, ah, eh, fuck you, Jesus of Montreal. It's a great movie for Christmas. If, I don't know. If
0: this were a reality show, you'd be trying to get me to save your movie so you could pick Jacob's yes. letter. You didn't do sure. any of that while leaving two of my fucking youthful favorites, Gremlin Sue, the new I batch, I and mean- Home Alone in there.
3: Did we not know. mention that whichever one you don't pick will be destroyed and erased from no! your memory forever? You'll never be able to watch <laughs> no! it ever again. Just like a Facebook meme. Else in the universe?
0: <laughs> pick three; the rest die. Uh, I wish that meme would die. But uh, shit. Um, I, look, Home Alone works really well for me at Christmas, but Gremlins 2, The new batch works really well for me all year yeah. round. I love it. I love everything about it and everyone involved.
2: See that's the thing. I feel like Home Alone doesn't need promoting. Yeah, Gremlins Two does. So Gremlins Two does. We could use the help. And um,
0: and um, one of them has uh, a. One of them has Dick. What's his name in it? Um. Yeah, so there. One has a a much better... Dick. Yeah, one is Dick Miller and the other one doesn't. Dick Miller rules. And uh, one has a a really... a much better Trump parody. A very kind Trump parody, but also shows him to be a piece of shit. And (laughs) and so so see, that category was hard. And the next paragraph we have of the 10 movies, like, I don't care about any of these. Um,
3: All right. I'll I'll take this one and and you take the last two categories. How about that? Okay. Great. So this one's got Memphis Belle, Mermaids, Miami Blues... Misery, mm. Betta Blues, oh. My Blue Heaven, <laughs> My Left Foot, Postcards from the Edge, Predator 2, and Presumed Innocent. Are, and I think... These are Paris great. ...Burning should have been in there too, right? No. Yeah. Uh, no, yes. Paris is Burning should be in there. Mm, who cares? See, this is this is super
0: hard, Our, but it's because I, it's, I yeah. say that because like we should all be tripping over ourselves to save misery. Misery is the one above and beyond yes. you must see movie in this bunch.
3: It's so great that I don't even want to like. I'm not even going to go there because I figure someone else will kick See, for that
0: this is how this is why this is
1: hard. Mm.
3: Yes, mm. so for me, it comes down between Paris is Burning and Mermaids. Mm.
1: Mm. I mean, Paris is
3: Burning is part of the canon. It's extremely important, and we are seeing its influence today in TV. Yes. And movies and culture and everything even more than probably 10 years ago or 20 years ago but mermaids is just a delightful just such a little delightful jelly donut of a film so really hard for me to say i'm gonna give it to Paris is burning though it really earned it all right mm, yeah
2: i'm yeah i'm stuck because mo better blues is so good,
3: really good,
2: and Denzel Washington is fantastic in it. And I feel bad that I didn't even mention Glory earlier. I'll save Misery for uh, you, dime. <laughs> okay, if you save Misery for I'll me, then misery. I'm gonna go. Oh God, my left foot is so good. That? I'm going postcards from the Edge. Fuck it. R.I.P. Oh, Carrie Fisher. That
0: might have been mine too. I, I really like I'm, that movie.
2: I, I, that's one of those like I vaguely remembered it. I rewatched it, and I was like, I want more movies like this. Mm-hmm. Hollywood, get off your ass! I had a I, I had it. a
0: speech prepared for defending that movie. I love Star Wars and Carrie Fisher so much, and I started reading her uh, autobiography over the break. And it's nice to have things from her that aren't Star Wars that are also excellent. And Postcards from the Edge yeah. is fucking excellent. It holds up as a as a straightforward comedy like better than almost anything on this list.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah.
0: As as a, a true to life comedy, uh, there's nothing like I'll I, I love the things in yeah. the next one, but like uh it, they're not it's not the same as Problem Child. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of, is this is this All the right. paragraph I Chris, take over? Chris, did you for pick
2: him? one? Or are you? I did. I, I say Misery.
0: Misery because Misery okay. is a perfect film. It's a fucking perfect film. Um, yeah, love Misery. I watched it yeah. again over the I break.
2: No complaints, man. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got. Some really tough calls coming now. Oh. All right. Problem Child, Psycho 4, The Beginning, Pump Up the Volume, Quick Change, <laughs> Reversal of Fortune, Robot Jocks, which is like, that's a good bad movie. So I almost feel yeah. like it shouldn't be here. Rocky 5, Rocky State e. of Grace, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Field, and The Freshman. The Freshman. Mm.
0: <sighs> Y'all go first. Mm. I, I'll pick up. Um, I know which one I would pick. Look, the one I- All
2: right, first. Okay. Okay. Now, I'm- Okay, I'm kind of relying on Chris- to pick up the one that i want to say pump up the volume
0: because i'll take it
2: well see i was going to say pump up the volume because i'm i'm counting on you for quick change because quick change is also an under recommend just underappreciated movie i do reversal of fortune is like the best of that kind of movie yeah i i do just kind of love reversal of fortune Mm. uh but pump up the volume was the one that was like this is the biggest surprise i was expecting cringe the whole way through cuz i watched it as a teenager and i loved it and it was like so much better than yep. i expected it to be as a grown up yep that like that's the movie i want to grab people by the shoulders and be like everyone should go see this it's
0: it's very weirdly like a rebel without a cause from like mm-hmm the 80s generation like any a a, a young person of any age can enjoy pump up the volume it's fucking excellent and it's one of the few things i saw feedback on like they were right about pump up the volume like this movie is really fun and works really well so it's it it may be christian slater's finest hour at the end of the day so please don't sleep on pump up the volume
2: because like oh state of grace Mm. is like that's a really good really good yeah i i I know every
0: every word of problem child but uh, did did you say (laughs) pump up the volume I'm going to say Pump Up the Ball. So I'll, I'll, because you asked me to, I'll I'll do quick change because I I like...
2: Thank you.
0: This is our one alliance, though. I'm not going to do this again. Uh, Okay. (laughs) uh, Just because uh, Bill Murray cared enough to want to direct this movie and make this movie, despite not a lot of other people wanting to make this movie, it is the best thing Randy Quaid has ever done outside of uh, National Lampoon's movie. And uh, really don't... I don't know. I love this fucking movie. I think it's hilarious, up and down. And, <laughs> and it's got Phil Hartman in it and a great Gina Davis performance, uh, a wonderful comedy heist movie. You yeah. might know it as the Bill Murray yeah. Clown movie, which he's in that makeup for like 20 minutes. And the rest of it is like fun, like trying to es- escape. They, should, they could have called it <laughs> <an> Escape <laughs> from to New escape York. Escape from New York. Yeah, Escape <laughs> from New York um and then that was really hard for me because like i think the freshman is a great comedy and the teenage mutant ninja turtles yeah. Yeah. is probably the movie i watched the most out of any of these
3: it's a game changer mm-hmm. for sure Ugh, i hate that yeah. i just said that uh-huh. but yeah the only it's... movie
0: bill murray directed ever ever is quick change yeah. so like and it wasn't it, and nobody was defending and i remember like
3: where's the dvd for
0: like 20 years like i want to watch quick change again <laughs> it was good Yeah,
3: Um, TMNT, though, was such a big deal when it came out. It's almost like...
0: Are you saving TMNT for us?
3: No, of course not. (laughs) (laughs) For me, I loved The Freshman as well. And it was definitely Mm. one of the movies that, like, stuck in my craw from when I was a little kid. I was like, I remember a movie that had Effie Broderick and a Lizard. So I really (laughs) liked that when I rewatched it, but I have to to get of fortune. Yeah, Um, it was camp. It's camp to the nines. You're always gonna get, but it's a and it's also a really good legal thriller. It is, and I love that too. (laughs) And I mean, Glenn Close and Jeremy Irons, sashaying around. I just, I just, (laughs) I really enjoyed it. It was a surprise for me. It was like a TV movie that was like a notch better than a TV movie.
0: Got to tell you, I've never yearned more for a majority male co-host since we say this <laughs> until now. <laughs> you guys have abandoned TMNT out in the wind. Unbelievable. All right. <laughs> Unbelievable. So the next, the last but not least, the final round right. of movies to save. Okay. To throw away. Another toughie. All right,
2: here we go. Yeah. Uh, Hunt for Red October, Rescuers yes. Down Under, The Witches... Three Men and a Little Lady, which only one of us defended. <laughs> Tie Me Up, Tie Me Down, which I think only one of us watched. Total <laughs> Recall, awful. Tremors, Vincent and Theo, Welcome Home, Groxy Carmichael, White Hunter Blackheart, and Wild at Heart. So this is packed with things where only one of us backed it. True.
0: Not necessarily, because it's very easy for me to say Total Recall. Total Recall is is the best Arnold movie ever made. As much as I like the Terminators all together in one big bundle, this is the best single Arnold movie ever. It's it's, It's maybe better than Robocop as far as Paul Verhoeven goes, it's inc- it's, it's incredibly hilarious. violent. It's of the air. They'll never make anything like it. I don't know why they bothered to remake it. It is so yeah. gross and big and expensive and nasty. Um, it is super R-rated. A woman has three titties, for God's sake. Like,
2: <laughs> And n- then she gets mowed down horribly. Yes, yeah, she does. We just watched a bunch of it last night, it's, or a couple nights ago.
0: It's great. It's so
2: great. It's really good. I, mm-hmm. I loved it. Total
0: Recall's an easy... It, otherwise, it would have been like a Rescuers Down Under, which is a movie I love dearly. I might watch it after this. <laughs> I might eat a big adult salad and watch a little boy pushed over a waterfall by an eagle. Yeah. that's <laughs> Nobody's ever... Nobody's wow. done bo- all of that in combination ever before. I'm shocked. <laughs> I know. I'm fat. Sure. So it's, this Fight is what has to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fat. This is I got COVID fat. It's not just that my pants are uncomfortable now. It's that my pants don't work. And unless I want to spend hundreds on new pants, baby's got to eat some salads. <laughs> anyway, okay. Off, okay. off base right, here.
2: Oh, this is tough because we have a bunch in here that I know I'm the only one who will go to bat for. Vincent Theo or Timey Up, Timey Down or White Hunter Blackheart or probably Wild at Heart. Um, which is tough because I really like all of those. I, think, I yet- think you're
0: mushy for Connery because he died this year.
2: Yeah, and yet I think I am going with Hunt for Red. I know. Because Again, it's like, this is the best of this kind of movie. True. It just doesn't get better than this cut. Like, yeah. My husband. A secret cat and mouse thing. It's like the ultimate dad movie. Every dad loves this movie so much, and I'm not sure why. It's just really good. Yeah.
0: this is, uh, this is th- This will be in the sizzle it. reel on Diana's slow reveal as a Russian spy. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's like,
2: yeah, yeah, I just look at all these, and besides total recall, and like Tremors
3: is really close I forgot. on this
0: Tremors was in here, oh, I yeah, I should have stuck my neck That's out for tremors really close
3: you, would, you oh. would not jettison total recall for tremors, but so tremors tremors is
0: is the movie without the big budget it it achieves the same heights as total recall, genre wise, uh I sorry, yeah. it's your turn, sir, I should not.
3: Oh, no. Uh, And I'm pretty sure I watched Tie Me Up, Tie Me Down. Yeah, I watched it before. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, yes, I did go to bat for Three Men and a Little Lady because I do think it is, like, a family film and perfectly serviceable and enjoyable for a family film. But, really, I'm going to have to go with The Witches. Duh. I mean,
0: uh, yeah. nice. that was I re- love witches. that legitimately scared you. Are, I feel like our credibility was dangling there. And Sarah's like, I'm going to stay three minute, little lady. I'm going to ruin all these other films. <laughs> <laughs> I was terrified. Don't
3: worry. Oh, I won't do that.
0: And that is it. We, uh, that is it. Right,
2: yep. Yeah, that's it for 1990. We have just as many movies for 2000 <laughs> and 2010. <laughs> it's going to get, oh, it's, 2000 is going to be rough. It turned out to be a way better movie year than I remembered.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We have a little bit of TV to talk about that came out in 1990, January 1st through the 7th on the 6th. There's a TV movie, Perry Mason the case of the ruthless reporter. (laughs) Oh, it's perfect for the Trump era. Lugan press, Uh, Raymond Burr, uh, Barbara Hill, Jerry Orbach and Philip Michael Thomas. And, I don't. I don't want to shit on Blossom, but like, man, it was lucky it was up against The Fresh Prince because I watched every episode of this, knew all the better. Boyfriend's alcoholism and uh, brother of the ambulance driver, and whoa, Joey Lawrence. Uh, Blossom debuts this week, uh, starring Mayim Bialik, Joey Lawrence, Jenna Von Oy, and this opening theme, which I still use. The word my opinionation.
3: Getting all
0: depressed. depressed. Your and <laughs> I watch really this every barring, week.
3: Really borrowing from the Cosby yes. uh, dancing on a soundstage I, is your opening sort of situation. Um, I, yeah.
0: I, I was shocked Wait, to find out.
2: At what out, point was it my prerogative? I remember it being my prerogative.
0: No, my opinionation. By Bobby Brown. Um, the, the theme song? Yeah. It looks sort of like they could be dancing to that and like
2: did they have that for a while and then they, i don't they think lost so like it,
0: but i watched a ton of this in syndication too I, I i am aha
2: i am right the original theme music and the pilot was bobby brown's hit my prerogative which was featured over the first season opening credits format okay. blossom dancing in her bedroom as she taped herself on home video between, between production of the pilot and the regular series the producers hired dr john fuck yeah mm-hmm. and yeah had my opinionation now why I don't know that I saw the pilot to Blossom, but why is that in my head forever that my prerogative should be the song?
0: I Ooh. maybe it was that first season, that's all you saw
2: but it sounds like it was literally just the pilot. It might've Berenstain been. Berenstain f- Baird yourself. I really have Berenstain Baird myself.
0: I, I watch this a lot and I, and I, I constantly make fun of my sister cause she wore what I call blossom hats. Those dumb oh, hats yeah. with the flowers yeah. on them with, the, it, uh-huh, the, with yeah. the front flipped up. She, yep. she wore a bunch of those and I, I was shocked with my girlfriend is just a, a little younger than me. Like I thought this would be run forever on some girl channel and, because there's some really frank discussions in here. I don't think I'd seen like oh, yeah. teenage girls having sex from the teenage girl's perspective addressed on primetime television. That's this blossom is the first time I saw that happen. Um, and I it's made no cultural imprint for people a little younger than us none,
3: zero for, except for my Bialik, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, she and she obviously was the breakout, really cool lady, like. Mm-hmm has her phd in neuroscience i don't know if we all know this like mm. kind of crazy how cool she is yeah um and are you thinking of
0: her yeah, or guessing... big bang theory character hmm? no it's no, mm-hmm. no, her okay mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah I, and it's weird because i feel like she got this off of beaches
3: that's the last time we yes. saw her huh. i'm sure that's what it was yeah because that was what 89 yeah i want to say
0: was she hyper charming in beaches Yeah, she's she's little Bette
3: Midler. She's really good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, She. this was a really fun show. I remember watching it in syndication when I was in elementary school and definitely Mm. one of those shows where I was like, teenagers. Let me see what the teenage world is all about. That's what I was doing. And I have this like weird, vivid memory of like, you know when you're a kid and you hear a joke on a TV show and you repeat it to your parents and you don't know what the joke is, but you know it's a funny, (laughs) you know it's supposed to be funny. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing like, her best friend, Jenna Von Oy, her name on it was seven? Six. Six. Mm-hmm. Six. And I remember she said that her, her mom called her six because that's how many beers it took to conceive her. <laughs> and I remember going to my mom and being like, Mom, I just heard the funniest joke on Blossom. <laughs> <laughs> Having no idea what that meant.
0: At all, I was like, okay. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, and that, yeah, that I had a long discussion like on excited. fetal alcohol syndrome with your mother. <laughs> 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 uh, no, Sarah's mom is fun. She would not have done that. Uh, but I watched. I watched a ton of this. I don't regret it, but I don't revere it. Um, I just assumed there was some bigger champion for it because we went looking for like Blossom episode guides because there were Joey Lawrence posters dressed as his character in like walmart's everywhere like this this show wasn't nothing i think it only went four okay. seasons um five five yeah, five. It, yeah. Def- it definitely was syndicated i'm just shocked that it fell off um i thought there'd be bigger fans of it out there but um yeah, yeah here we i are. feel
2: like if they if they rerun it on nick at night you know like uh like fresh prince yeah. but there's a, a lot of affection for it still mm-hmm. yeah
0: i didn't ha- i definitely didn't hate it and I, I it was nice to see ted from hey dude show his face on Somewhere else other than Nickelodeon, and the the next show, uh, man, this episode's already might might be longer than we thought. Talk Soup <laughs> is one of my favorite things. That is fucking oh, yes. gone. It is gone. Yeah. I went looking for Talk Soup episodes. I love Talk Soup. I did not watch talk shows. You didn't have to because Talk Soup would show you the clips you needed to see mm-hmm. of the people fighting and cursing each <laughs> other out. And like, fuck you! I believe in Jesus, you fucking bitch! Like, that's one of my favorite clips I can remember on Talk Soup. <laughs> like, and cutting to and John Henson, what
3: it's like to live in the South. Yeah, that's John, it. cut to John Henson. Like, <laughs>
0: yes, thanks, thanks to Estelle's religious upbringing, conflict was avoided. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> um, Talk Soup was. Uh, we don't have to describe it that. 'Cause people it's a show. remember the soup. Yeah. There's other, I know there's other shows like this. I am struggling to think of what they are. Tosh oh, but for talk yeah. shows. Okay. Or, yeah. um, like that.
2: The,
3: what was the one that Hardwick did for a
0: while? Web Soup. Web I think that was a no, spin-off no. of this. Yeah. It was a game it, showy one. Oh, uh, oh at midnight. Uh, at
3: midnight. That's but he
0: also did Web Soup, which is a spin off of Talk that's Soup. Right. And that's uh right. which yeah. is Tosh oh. meets Talk Soup because they're very similar, taking clips from talk shows, some like uh, mm-hmm. like Jerry Springer or some like I think they even have like clips from Regis and Kathy Lee, but they take basically the high a highlight from an episode and then show it and do sketch make sketches, write jokes about it. I thought it was
3: hilarious. Oh, a hundred percent and genius. Just absolutely genius, especially because it was airing during prime time. So Mm -hmm. like everyone who loved those kinds of shows but were not at home to watch it during the day could kind of see your your sports center of Talk show yeah. basically and is if, what you're looking at. And if you were a teenager, a great way to put it, yeah, if yeah. You're,
0: you're a teenager with a ton of time, it ran like four times a day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and if you saw something funny, oh, I don't want to describe it, you saw something funny and you weren't taping it, you could tune in later on, like, oh, shit, that's where the alligator starts singing because that's what talks talk soup super irreverent. I, I swear, I'm if you gave me a longer, uh, po- like longer soapbox, I might talk about it the same way people talk about Letterman, because it was like irreverent mm-hmm. and silly and mostly a uh-huh. sketch comedy disguised as promoting talk shows, um, which yeah. I think was its sole purpose for being on E. And, and
3: also, yeah. I mean, gave us Greg Kinnear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And John Henson, who John I know, both of those and, guys. And Hal the, Sparks, and then finally Aisha Taylor. Yeah. Or Tyler.
0: And then and then Joel McHale.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, so, yeah. yeah right. talk, talk shoot. I mean, it still kind of blows my mind that talk soup was daily. Yeah. yeah, and it oh ran for eleven years. Yes, eleven. And then years. it was the Soup that was weekly mm-hmm. and mostly looked at reality shows, but also talk shows, and that ran for another twelve. Yeah,
0: yeah, mm. it's and, insane. And it gave us uh, Greg Kinnear was the first host starting in nineteen ninety, and I never saw an episode with Greg Kinnear. Um, mm-hmm. I had I looked at clips looking into this. Yeah, I, I, John Henson to me was one of the funniest people in the universe, mm-hmm. and he skunk quit. The, he <laughs> skunk boy, he quit. The, <laughs> He quit the show and then went to like go do this this show. I remember trying to track down the pilot with my TV guide, like where is John Henson? And he shows up years later in Wipeout, but like I lost yeah. John Henson for a long time. I thought he was hysterical, and I I wish I could show you, but like he has done nothing. I guess because they don't own the rights to the clips they're using, but the, the show's gone. It's gone. Like and all all of its legacy is gone. Um, you can see a little of it, the Joel McHale show, on mm-hmm. Netflix. He's using a lot of the same crew. And mm. so, when you, a little thing that's charming about it is that you eventually got to know the crew. You got to know that the sound guy, Tom, liked to drink <laughs> and they do little sketches of him like surfing on beer bottles and shit, like super lo fi effects. It was super charming. And, and, and some of that was left over in the Joel McHale show on Netflix. So, that's the only thing that's archived that you have to.
3: I mean,. I feel like if we talk about talk soup and then later on the soup we have to have like at least a nanosecond of silence for all the poor PAs and staff writers who had to watch hours Ooh. and hours oh and hours of talk show. I think Steve AG did that for a little while. He's talked about it on podcasts before like just having to like watch hours of Ugh. the worst talk shows you can imagine just to find like little nuggets. And, they- and you got to imagine like after you do that for like Even a couple of weeks, your, your scale of what's entertaining or what's funny has got to be adjusted. You know, like probably the first couple of weeks are like, this is hilarious. This is good. This is good. I'll pull this. I'll pull this. And by like week seven, you're like, you're going to basically have to like break your own arm off for me to like pull this clip and think it's funny. Yeah.
2: I feel like at week seven, I'm like, how do I get uranium? (laughs) Humanity
3: must be destroyed.
0: (laughs) And,
2: also here's a funny clip of a dog
0: and, and and big shows like oprah and letterman refused to give their clips over so like it was like R- ricky lake i think wasn't down either i remember richard bay and and shows like yolanda richard bay being like when people would describe the talk show for him it was like it's all a bunch of fucking dwarves and lesbian bikers and uh like no Except for Richard Bay, that is what that show is. that that is exactly what that show is, and it's ridiculous and it's trying too hard. But Yolanda and Montel Williams and like all Watch like out. this C tier talk shows mm-hmm. that are absurd and ridiculous. I had such a it was a it was like a show a recap show about daytime talk shows for people who didn't like that format that so you could make fun of it and it, I I love it I love talk soup. and it's gone it's all yeah. gone never archived except for I have on. Uh, tape somewhere in this room. The, it had a bunch of great guest hosts too. And the oh, Mystery yeah. Science uh, robots, Tom and Crow hosted an episode of Talk Soup. Um, I thought that was great. Uh, yeah. But yeah, never mind. I've gone too far on Talk, Talk Soup. But Talk Soup is great. Let us know in the comments. Let us know what you think. I tried to, uh, to tell you what the best selling games of the previous decade we've just covered in the same way that Diana got the movies together. This was hard to do because there was uh, not a, a definitive chart. People were not uh, calculating game sales. But what I was able to find, people who cal- calculated the sales of the, the top 10 games of the 1990s in a couple yeah. of uh, the entire decade. And three or four of those made, made the list from our decade we previously covered, 1990. I thought it was interesting that Dr. Mario made it twice on the Game Boy and the NES. The Game Boy huh. selling more than because uh, the Game Boy was a juggernaut. And I I can prove that because the next segment, 10 years later, we'll still be talking about games for the Game Boy being the best-selling <laughs> games ever. Um, Good point. And technically, Super Mario World was one of those even though America didn't get that yet. But it would go on to be one of the best-selling games of the 1990s. And I think this is funny. F1 Race. Um, in America, F1 Race is not brought up in the same... Uh, conversation is zelda mario tekken but in england it is they love their racing games they love their f1 and it's one of the best-selling games of the 1990s f1 race um for the game boy uh one of the best-selling games of the 90s and that is about it not a lot of music this week um what's the one (laughs) released?
2: just one the only album i saw come out is the debut of my my favorite Super hard heavy metal band, Contradictions Collapse, a debut of Meshuga, because so much respect to a Swedish metal like seri- like heavy heavy mm-hmm. metal band going with a Yiddish name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> that's so good. yeah. And uh, I I would play us out with Meshuga because they are they are like every heavy metal stereotype, just all slung into one. Like so much. Of- <laughs> So much of their music is just like sawing guitars and <laughs> oh. Oh. But they're called Meshuggah and they're from Sweden. And Lovely. I, I love you. Lovely.
0: Yeah. But we're going to close out with uh, Justify My Love by Madonna because it is number one.
2: It's number one. They oh. won't show that video. It's too hot for TV.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's on everyone's lips. So we're going to close out with Justify My Love. Stay right there. We'll tell you what broke in the new year of 2001. <laughs> Sorry, I was... I run Burgundy that up.
2: Wanting, needing,
3: waiting for you to justify my love, hoping,
1: praying for you to
2: just.
0: Coming in with O-Town, O-Town, baby, on the charts this week with Liquid Dreams, literally a manufactured band coming our way. I
3: remember when this song was out when I was in high school, and it was one of those songs to me that it kind of gave me the creeps because it was, like, too sexual. Like, <laughs> it just, it took it one more step where I was like, oh Yeah, is it's, it's a
0: bunch now. of, like, a uh, bunch of preteen virgins describing whose body parts they cut out on this clipboard collage. Also, like,
3: disgusting and also a song about basically named nocturnal
0: emissions (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, i got i saw them once at wild adventures valdosta's foremost fairground and zoo um and new releases as far as music goes for the first week of 2001 january 1st to 7th nothing Nothing. absolutely nothing and independent woman part uh, part one by destiny's child is still number one that is like six months it uh,
2: feels like it.
0: Yeah. I thought Charlie's Angels was a summer movie. so. Um, but yeah, 2001, everyone. We do have a news section for 2001, but I want to avoid it, even for like the next nine to ten months. Because it's mm. just, Can we? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to change. It, it, it is weird. I think we do have to confront that. A few months from now, it's going to change the tone of the podcast for a little while. We had last month was or sorry like just a few months ago was the 2000 election and every single week there is news about that election that is what yeah. i'm fucking dreading the show in 9 months yeah.
3: i truly am too honestly like i re ret talking about rehashing it and everything every year is always kind of an exhausting exercise to me because mm-hmm. it's horrible so it's just... it's horrible but yeah. This is why we get the medium bucks.
0: Good. <laughs> uh, take the good with the tragic. Um, yeah,
3: but there is some
2: weird stuff in there. Like I looked into the TV. They, you know, just looking at TV in general and seeing like, oh, all these different like concert specials and mm-hmm. fundraisers and mm-hmm. like seeing the lineup
3: and going, my God, that actually happened.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. You're oh, the
3: cool. concert for New that. York. Ooh, there's I watched that movie a couple times. It's really good.
0: Mm. Yep. Um, anyway. Well, we do have some movies in 2001 first week Very technically um, Castaway, still number one in the box office Come from 2000 um, And I don't know where these movies shook out Because they do seem like very 2000 movies to me uh, First we got Carrie Washington Sean Patrick Thomas and Julia Stiles In Save the Last Dance
3: Cool outfit slamming outfit oh.
0: She gave up on her dream I
1: used
3: to dance You wanna hook up sometime? Work on your moves? Ooh, sorry. Until she met someone uh, who wouldn't give up on her.
1: They're holding auditions next month. You can do it. You were born to do it. Save the last dance. Here is your ID. She's ugly. She's twenty-one. Rated PG thirteen. Special sneak preview Friday, January. <laughs> Sarah is just sitting there
2: as the world's angriest Muppet, shaking. <laughs> like, ah, no. I hate no. this movie. <laughs> this movie sucks so bad. This movie is so dumb, but I know it was crazy, crazy popular. It yes. was. it's like
3: it's it's like a computer was asked to come up with cliches, and it did. It's it's, it's very it's like it was the it was so crazy popular, much to my chagrin, because everyone was super into Save the Last Dance, and nobody paid attention to Center Stage. Mm-hmm. And the difference between mm. these two movies is that Center Stage hired actual dancers who were not great actors for a dance movie and save last dance hired actors who were not great dancers for a dance movie. And it makes all the difference. I,
0: I, I know what the other difference is. Cause this is like the waning days of me watching MTV. And this is, I, I want to peg it as like MTV's first, I don't want to say chick flick as a pejorative thing, but like, you know, they've done like screwball dude comedies and uh, Beavis and Butthead and had, and, but like, if you remember like Varsity Blues when that movie came mm-hmm. out the MTV marketing pitch for that movie like it was every 7 seconds you got you had a unique promo for Varsity Blues they had exclusive music videos you technically if you were watching MTV Ten percent of every half hour was promotion for their new movie. So I think that's the difference. Like this, this forced oh, yeah. itself. It knew its demographic and like really crammed it in their faces until they couldn't not see it. So yeah. I, it, I never thought of it like that because I I never talked, never talked about Center Stage and Save the Last Dance with any human being in my life. <laughs> but
1: <Hello.
3: laughs> hi Sarah. Um, um, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, also too though, I've never been a huge fan of Julia Stiles as an actress. I just don't get it not even in
0: the born ultimatums of (laughs) i forget she's in those i was trying to think of a movie she was in that's all i
2: got
3: this doesn't really do it for me it's fine but um... i got really confused between her
2: and erica christensen i'm pretty sure they're the same person and she's in the next movie we talk about but so save the last dance what's about he does hip-hop she did ballet what
3: more can i say (laughs) yeah Uh... (laughs) Pretty much, and then there's the the like culmination of everything is that she has she's trying out for a prestigious dance school, and she's doing her audition, and gasp, she is she has the audacity to put hip hop moves into her ballet routine.
0: <laughs> My word, it's- this is highly
3: irregular. <laughs> <laughs> and the
0: other judge is like, I can dig it, man, and he's all into it. <laughs>
3: much it's horrible and the dance isn't even very good it's just Ugh. i hate i just hate it. it's like oh you gotta loosen up like uptight dance lady and again to that whole archetype of like the uptight dance lady who could just because she does ballet like dude those dancers fuck all the time like it's just no. they're kids but skinnier like mm. that's really it like it's just no, that's the perspective trash, I wasn't expecting.
0: Um, mm. But a movie I did see a thousand times and have not watched in a long time. And I forgot it was mm. coming up because I really thought it was last year. No,
2: uh, technically, it's a 2001.
0: Yeah, uh, huge cast. Um, and, uh, Erica, Erica Christensen, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Dennis Quaid, Luis Guzman, Michael Douglas, Benicio Del Toro, and Don Cheadle, in Traffic with a C they thought they were winning the war we need to take down one of these cartels but the battle it's odorless undetectable by the dogs undetectable by anyone (laughs) was just beginning do you realize in the next year or two it's gonna be free for all (laughs) michael douglas don cheadle benicio del toro dennis quaid
1: catherine
3: cedar jones we need to send a message no no no
0: no traffic rated r um has its own Amazon address i forget what their affiliation is it's one of those weird usa network movies um right that appears before the title well hmm.
2: yeah where, yeah, USA films, they've been bought up by somebody. But yeah. yeah, they put out a bunch of stuff because they, they you know, 20th Century Fox had this for a while mm-hmm. and they wanted Harrison Ford in it. And they were trying to, like, make it a little less political. And Steven Soderbergh was like, fuck all y'all. <laughs> and um, he sounds just like that. If you've you know. ever heard an interview. Yeah, that's why I made Behind the Candelabra.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. Aha. <laughs> That's true. Uh, And so, yeah, it ended up bouncing around. They finally got some funding for it and they have this like ridiculous cast. Anyway, I mean, you got James Brolin, Topher, Grace are in there, too. You got all kinds of people.
0: Miguel Ferrer's in
2: there. Ah, Love Miguel Ferrer. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, this is one of the best movies of the year period no holds barred and it's also very influential because 2000 is when we really just to get like technical we really start getting color correction digital color correction in movies
0: holy shit yeah I, I'm and glad you if you it. want to
2: talk about how influential this movie is. Think about any movie that takes place in Mexico from now to the end yeah. of time. Yeah. Yes. It's awfully yellow there.
0: Yeah. Their sure sun is. their sun is big just orange. <laughs>
2: a big part of it is because of traffic. And this is something Soderbergh had already done with Out of Sight, where he mm-hmm. does very color correction, like the stuff that's in Florida is very golden yellow. Mm-hmm. And then when they go to Detroit and everything's silver, you're like, oh, fuck, I'm cold. Like, damn, mm-hmm. that really worked. And here he he dials it up quite a bit, where it's like, if it's Mexico, it is yellow Yellow.
0: it's america's blue
2: yeah america is much more like silvery blue gray skies and because like he's working he's working his own cameraman he does have a cinematographer but like he's got a very specific thing so this is a big sprawling cast a big complicated thing about drug cartels Mm -hmm. you know from the american side from the mexican side and here's where I have to rant about the Oscars of the years that we're talking about, Uh-oh. because this mm-hmm. always happens, but 1990, 2000 and 2010 are especially obvious where you have a movie that pushes the medium forward and is very influential and a movie that is incredibly old fashioned mm-hmm. and the old fashioned movie always fucking wins. Right. Mm-hmm. Always. We got dances with wolves versus good mm-hmm. here. We've got gladiator versus traffic. And in 2010, we've got King's beach versus social network. Mm-hmm. It always, always happens
0: but Benicio de Toro he, he got the Oscar for this didn't he
2: yeah he gets the Oscar That's and supporting. he freaking deserves it mm-hmm. because he's a character that is so restrained and places his cards so close to the vest mm-hmm. as this like is he a cop I believe he's a cop in Mexico yes. but like uh, the cartel is like you have to do this for us and like, this corrupt general is like oh and you're working for us now and he's like uh huh and trying to figure out how do I not get more people killed and hurt, but not let anyone know how I feel ever, because that will get people hurt and killed. Mm. Yeah.
0: I, really
2: I, good performance. I think
0: mm. did I think I made mean, this is based on a, a very the, a very short-lived subgenre in American film was the movie based on the British miniseries. And this is based on a yeah. British miniseries Traffic with a K. And and I I saw that and I I get them confused all the time as a result because this this moves breathlessly as opposed to Mm. traffic's like with a K is very slow.
3: It just Mm. feels this feels like such a quintessentially American movie, though, because it's about the American war on drugs and...
0: Right. I, I, don't, you know, I don't remember much about Traffic with a K, but it was one of those yeah. things. I was burning DVDs every week, and somebody had to watch them. And I watched this huh. over and over again, and I, 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 there's something about it that made me not want to go rewatch it, but I think that's because what Diana's describing and that how influential it was. And that mm. prestige drama sort of became, this became the template for prestige dramas for like the next seven fucking years. Like a yeah. massive cast. Uh, some, somebody who got nominated for an Oscar last year shows up for 15 minutes and leaves and never comes back. Um, mm-hmm. that's traffic setting yeah, that up. But
2: I mean, I, I appreciate this mm-hmm. is unlike so many other things about, especially the war on drugs, it points mm-hmm. out none of this would be happening if Americans didn't love drugs so much.
0: Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. You know,
2: and that's that's underlined with uh, Erica Christensen's storyline of just being like a regular old teenager hanging out mm-hmm. with Topher Grace, for cool, and like doing this and doing that. And then she starts freebasing, and then stuff starts going to hell. And that's like one of my. Com- one of my few complaints about the movie is that like her her story gets wrapped up really like oh I made a mistake I'll be better now and it's like honey you're an addict you're gonna be an addict for the rest of your life that is a daily struggle and like her low point is shown as you know fucking a guy for drugs and he's like not a lot of black people in this movie and but her her dealer is and I'm like mmm I feel a little uncomfortable right now except
3: for Don Cheadle who's like the only good person (laughs) so I'll give you that one that that was so I watched it when it came out and then I actually watched a little bit of it before we started recording just to kind of get the flavor of it again and yeah it is uh, it's so hard we've talked about this so many times before but yes when you have like a movie that like sets the standard as far as like a visual style especially that gets like so parodied and and you know because like so much of what we see is like a similar simulacra of like what the first thing was that like mm-hmm. it's almost hard to go back and watch the original thing without thinking that it looks kind of hokey now you know
1: right um
3: and and i did get that flavor of it and then i had to kind of remind myself like oh yeah this was the kind of a big deal this is the first of its kind really so it actually isn't as corny as it feels like it looks now just visually right. i mean the story i don't think is corny at all i mean i think it's really no. good But also, yes, I do think that the Erica Christiansen, like, Teenagers in high school free basing drugs thing. I don't know. That part to me seems a little silly, but that wasn't my experience in high school. I don't know. Maybe that was other people's experience in high school. To me, like her descent into drugs seemed so swift and <laughs> yeah. so like A to B. And I mean, I do know that there are definitely high profile out- people out there who've had their struggles with drugs, certainly, and have really like fallen off a cliff. But to me, that was kind of the hard thing for me to buy was like her being like number three in her class in this like Tony high school, then to just like fall off a cliff so fast. And yeah. to like, I don't know, it is a little, it, that was hard for me to swallow. But again, that wasn't my experience in high school. So maybe, maybe that is true for other yeah. people.
2: But then that's one of those things where it's like, I, I've never been in this situation, so I don't know, but like, there are some drugs that's like, I'm never going to try that. And I don't understand why <laughs> anyone would. Yeah. I'm like, the opposite. Does, her- does heroin really have such a great reputation or crack the first time you smoke crack, you're like, this is what my life needs right now. Things have been going well for me. But if I try this crack, which has such good press around it, then I don't know. It's,
0: it's mostly you have to think about it more about trying to avoid your own reality in the most economic way possible. And certain drugs. Mm-hmm. I, I remember watching people do hair when I just like, I don't want to fall asleep on a couch at a party. That's, that's, that's <laughs> that does not look fun at all. So that never appealed yeah. to me. But this is a little different.
2: I mean, there's some, it's like, okay, I get it. It feels fucking great.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm
2: sure. Like I've, I've had legal heroin, delauded and it feels <laughs> fucking great. I fucking loved it. Yeah. But like, there's enough other bad things about heroin that it'd probably be like.
0: Time and a place.
2: I don't know.
0: Time and a place. And that uh, place is in a nursing home in your mid eighties that like do all the heroin oh. you'd like. It'll be so much oh, yeah. fun. TV will suck. Think, you won't okay, understand that's it. That's
2: a good plan. It's like, if you make it to like 80. Oh yeah. Yeah, you you should just try crack. That sounds
0: fun. <laughs> you should, and you should start your own YouTube channel. Please, come on. Yeah. Just, yes, I'll accept crack the associate granny. producer. Uh, traffic, traffic is very. Worth, I don't mean to shit on. We just, I, I cannot no. wait to get to the next section. National Film it's Registry really of two thousand uh, documentary, Into the Arms of Strangers, stories of the uh, kinder transport and Memento are added. Memento. Mm-hmm. God, Memento. I have
2: Memento. Have, have we talked about Memento? No. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> god damn it look around and see if there are any polaroids um
0: i have a tattoo that says remember diana's bullshit that's right, <laughs> right, 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 right on my arm
2: yeah that's true uh yeah i was gonna fuck with you guys for a while on that but no uh memento we don't get to talk about until may but it's technically uh, my... uh, technically a 2000 movie
0: great i cannot wait to talk about because i found Oh, man. Dad dropped off from the attic my old standard definition DVDs, and boy... Does Memento have like the greatest twenty year old special edition DVD that is like <laughs> Shelby Leonard case file? It is ridiculous. Oh, you guys I picture. have that one too. I
2: think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, wow. Yeah. No, this was right an early DVD because it, it it requires so much rewatching. Yeah. It gets better every time.
0: Yeah. Where they put it in, put it in. Eh, never mind. Um. Hmm. But this is the part that slowly has become my favorite of, of our fifty four recommendations from the previous year, two thousand. We will now pick three, pick three, and I don't want to. I don't want to pick the order here, but uh, we did what th- we put this in alphabetical order in groups of 10. Just alphabetical. Yeah. And um, the first group being Almost Famous, American Movie, American Psycho, Angelus Ashes, Battle Royale, Beau Trava- Travail. Uh, Travail. I, I must have really loved that one. Uh, Best in Show, Billy Elliot, Bring It On, But I'm a Cheerleader, and Cecil B. Demented. Hmm. Ooh,
2: bring It On and But I'm a Cheerleader would be a fun double feature, though. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah.
3: Mm. Also, but I'm a cheerleader, and Cecil Be Demented, I think, also is a fun.
2: That combo. Cecil
0: Be Demented is good. Um, yeah. You know what? I'm just gonna. I, I think I love American Movie. I've been dying to do a Laser Time about the best movies about making movies, and I think American Movie is one of the best because it's incredibly <laughs> real. And Coven, Coven, don't turn around, don't no <laughs> I love I love American Movie. Isn't that right, Mike? Um, but Almost Famous was one of the best rewatches I've had this entire entire year. You don't have no. to be into that era of music, and I'm definitely not. But like to be an, a young outsider on that tract of a, a a scene with that much momentum, it is such a heartful tale. It makes me laugh and cry. I love Almost Famous. I could watch it again right now. Almost Famous, I'm saving. All
3: right. Good call. Mm-hmm.
2: Well,
0: but-
3: mm. usually can almost always bank on me picking the gayest film of any <laughs> list because basically my wheelhouse mm-hmm. but there are so many in this one little group i mean we're looking at we're talking about like you know films that are in the canon or should be we're looking at best in show billy Elliot, bring it on but i'm a cheerleader i mean come, and cecil would be demented even i would make an argument for yes yeah. so it's fair. this is a real problem for me <laughs> and honestly it's gonna come down to either best in show or but i'm a cheerleader mm. but i'm a cheerleader was such a fun watch for me because it's just right there i mean it is the canonist of gay canon films <laughs> it's so hard to pick but i'm gonna have to go with best in show because oh. in this horrible ugly year of 2020 re-watching best in show a movie i've seen so many times still brought <laughs> me so much joy i laughed out loud almost every single scene mm. it's just yeah. a, a perfect comedy to me so i'm gonna have to go with
2: best in show yeah awesome. this this is really tough because i can make an argument in my head for almost every single movie here yeah. i mean almost famous was probably a front runner for me but american psycho i still yeah.
0: think is and a masterpiece I, I, so is
2: battle royale I, mm. billy elliott is the kind of movie that we do sort of need right now and that it's not just all hearts and flowers happy times the whole thing it's actually kind of grim most of the movie, and that mm-hmm. helps raise it up yep. in a way. Kind of sure. Angela's ashes sort of goes with that too. It's pretty grim.
3: Yeah, and also oh. fuck Margaret Thatcher. So oh fuck Margaret. Thatcher. Since we're all watching The Crown. <laughs> yeah, sure are,
2: uh, all or. <laughs> I'm kind. I just yeah, and Cecil B. Demented was so much fun to to go back to. Yeah. I hadn't watched it in twenty years, and I, I loved it so much. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going with Billy Elliot. i'm gonna go with the the good the feel-good movie as much as battle royale is really tough call and same with american psycho like fuck i love those movies all so much but billy elliott is one i feel like a lot of people haven't seen and or they haven't seen it in 20 years like me and realize it's again the kind of movie it just could you just make more movies like this please yeah like yeah it's got all the parts and they all work so well and little jamie bell is so good
0: All right, so Almost Famous, Billy Elliot, and you say Best in Show, Sarah? Yes. Okay. Next. Okay.
1: Next one.
2: This one's going to break me. (laughs) Charlie's Angels, Chicken Run, Chopper, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Croupier, Aaron Brockovich, Fantasia 2000, Frequency, George Washington, Ghost Dog Way of the Samurai, or Girl Interrupted. Ooh. Mm. This is so painful for me.
0: Not, 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 I would say only not for me, because I know what, I would choose Chopper any other time, and Chopper, Mm -hmm. by the way, is my favorite movie that for some reason is on YouTube and good quality in its entirety, and not officially, and no one ever cares. It's a great film. See Eric, why Eric Bana was considered a star? Fantasia 2000 is the best experience I had recording the show where I did acid for the first time in 20 years <laughs> to make up for the time when I was a teenager and try to do acid and sneak in a Fantasia 2000 and failed. And I redid it this year. I've already loved that movie, and it really was enhanced by this thing mm-hmm. that uh, enhances things. I, I love Fantasia 2000, and I wish we would encourage... Disney to make a movie like this that's sort of meant to do something other than make money, like uh, mm. supposed to help young people enjoy music, uh, support weird animated v- dreams. Uh, make... Just
2: just test out technology yeah. stuff. Like yeah. we were going through Disney Plus, all all of the different like Spark shorts yeah. and, and stuff that Pixar does, just Fucking... to like test out ideas. What movie's and... better
0: than Kit Bull this year? None, and you wouldn't have oh, it. If not... it was... Uh, but so like, yeah, little vignettes or, or small short, like getting Disney back to doing shorts, championing young, young talent and new technology. They should do Fantasias all the time. And uh, yeah. like at least once every five years. And Fantasia 2000 holds up incredibly well for a featuring a lot of data technology. But but you get to see what true like just master artists can do with that. Um, Even bad CG from 2000. It's fucking great. Mm. Mm. So
3: that's your pick. Yes, Fantastic. Okay. Is. Maybe, maybe my pick will help you, Diana, because I'm going with Aaron Brockovich. Mm. Mm. Oh, it doesn't help me. Oh, I know. Sorry. I wanted Diana to say I chicken run. Oh. Uh, but yeah, please tell me about Aaron Brockovich I just, first. I then. love it. I'll it's Steven you. Soderbergh, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Again, again, he's on a roll. He's on a great roll and still doing the same tricks that he we talked about in, in Titanic, obviously, because we're going back in time. But, anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> not Titanic.
2: Sorry, traffic. traffic. Oh Lord, Titanic. Even Soderbergh directing
3: Titanic. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would watch that. <laughs> I would a thousand times watch that. <laughs> oh, that would have been good. Oh, anyway. Hollywood, let's do this. Okay, um but yeah, eric Brockovich again. Julia Roberts, very luminous, looking great. They're called tits. They're just <laughs> she's just I don't know. She's just wonderful in this, and she really I think inspired with this movie. Uh a great population I think of young women who maybe thought that they could not get involved and make a difference because of, you know, their law in life socioeconomically and to watch her do it and, and, you know, work for a group of people who were not being represented is hugely inspiring. And I think it inspired yeah. a huge, huge population of young people especially young women. And so Aaron Brockovich is just fantastic. Uh,
2: now I, I like every single one of these movies here, but, I seriously, Chicken Run and Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon are movies I think are flawless. Mm. I think they're absolutely perfect. And I am really stuck trying to choose between them because I think they're both fucking masterpieces. That's not a word I throw around very much.
1: Mm-mm.
2: Oh I don't I don't know which now, now I'm just stuck with okay, which one's more influential or which one are viewers gonna get out of more, or have they never heard of? I mean I don't know, man. I I am completely stymied. <laughs> I love them both so so much. I I guess I'm gonna go with Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon just because okay. it's it's a bigger epic movie. But Chicken Run is one that too many people slept on. It's so so good.
0: Yeah, it's so excellent.
2: Oh, good. But I didn't want so to charming. be a pie. I don't want to be a pie. <laughs>
0: Uh, All right, we got, what was it? Chicken this... Run, uh, Aaron Brockovich, and Fantasia 2000. Right out of that. Well, yeah. mm-hmm. Crouching this... Tiger. Oh, sorry, you chose Crouching Tiger?
2: I got to choose Crouching I Tiger, know that's and one... it kills me, because yeah. goddamn Chicken Run is so much fun.
1: <clears throat> um, so
3: well, well. This next grouping is going to break me. We're mm. talking. Yeah. Your High Fidelity, mm. In the Mood for Love, Keeping the Faith, Loser, Love and Basketball, Magnolia, Mission Impossible 2, you're pitting my two toms against each other. Oh. Pitch Black, Quills, Requiem for a Dream, and Return to Me. And I think I went to bat for the vast majority of movies, like in this little grouping, even.
0: Especially yeah. Loser.
3: Especially <laughs> yeah. Loser. I Loser love
2: and Return loser. to Me. I think you were the you were the one who pushed them the hardest. Return yeah. to me,
0: my grandmother's bad. favorite new movie before she died, I believe. Oh <laughs> yeah.
3: That's why she and I were best friends. Yeah, I
0: love the I monkey understand. heart movie. Is that the right one? <laughs>
3: okay <laughs> i don't know i don't know i may need you guys to go ahead of me so that i can or- organize okay. my thoughts
0: so my mine is going to be swayed by a reductress article that i read today um with the headline Ooh. it is completely normal to want to bone jack black yet we do not speak of it and <laughs> and, 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 and it is solely based <laughs> on his his performance in high fidelity as shit jack supersonic death monkey uh uh, he does the Let's Get It On, the Marvin Gaye cover. And I High Fidelity. Kathleen,
2: Kathleen Turner Overdrive. Kathleen Turner Overdrive.
0: Uh, High Fidelity <laughs> God, is a movie that, in some ways, doesn't date well. In other ways, sort of does. But it's also that, like, mm. I wasn't John Cusack's age, but I was very much like who he was. And, um, yeah. It, and, and it's for uh, as far as a time capsule for me goes, good or bad. I found that movie very helpful and helped me be a, like, a slightly better person by watching this idiot not recognize bad behavior and having to go ask his ex-girlfriends and then now i can just reflect i'm like oh yeah that face she made i don't have to go back and ask her what i did <laughs> what mm. i did wrong now i know and, and also through the lens of super fans, i love movies about super fans. as i said about almost famous i really i really did like high fidelity a lot and um i think it's i wish we could see more movies like that now love movies about yeah. super fans again it all has right. problems i get it not defending all of it but yeah high fidelity
2: oh i mean yeah this is tough that was probably going to be where i was going to end up mm-hmm. because i feel like that's a, a movie that entertains you and can and like is so incisive about emotions mm-hmm. that's like you, you can learn from this movie mm-hmm. and oh i can't, I, uh, I i'm thinking about each one it's like love and basketball is like this is another one where It's like, this is what rom-com should be more like. This is just charming and fun and not enough white people saw it. It's very popular with black folks. Mm-hmm. It's like a classic. In, it's, it's in black folk canon, but, um, oh, and then same with pitch black where it's like, th- th- we should just have more movies like this. This mm-hmm. is just a simple, really well done sci-fi story. Is this mm-hmm. so fucking hard, but screw it. I'm going quills. Quills, oh, my I love that Going Quills. I'm going with the pervert movie about the Marquis de Sade and whether censorship is made. I I, had and a, I know we just talked about it, so I just rewatched it, so it's on top of my mind. But it is one that's like it—it it grabs you and you stay focused, and it sticks with you.
0: There was a, there's a part of me that wanted to recommend Requiem for a Dream more, but I thought one of you guys—I thought Diane in particular would stick up for it. Mm. I think it's the I think it's the my favorite movie of the bunch, but even mm. I won't watch it. it's a comfort viewing it's too hard but i watched it a ton and it's it's
2: it's it's yeah it's tough Mm. because it wasn't as hard to watch as i thought it was going to Mm. be i really was just dreading like this is going to be so painful for so long and it's nice and the fact that it's short like it it could be a lot longer and then that would just draw out the pain but it's like it's kind of comes and goes here you go set up pay off Mm. gone feel bad
3: just like a drug high Mm. mm-hmm And... leaving you only with bad feelings afterwards oh no
0: no Sarah yep. a- please Sarah Mission Impossible 2 right. you're the one we don't have oh, any Tom okay. Cruise
1: movies
3: no do, so it. Oh, no, do it it's going to be so hard Why you want to hate I, me I, <laughs> I went to bat so hard for Loser, and I love Loser so much. I do think that not enough people <gasps> saw it, and it gave us a wonderful song, "Teenage Dirtbag," which I still <laughs> blast all the time.
1: Gonna, there's Keeping a button the here. Faith,
3: I also think is a wonderful <gasps> rom-com that nobody watched yeah. that I absolutely, absolutely love. Um, but I'm just gonna have to go with Magnolia. Oh, I okay. mean, right. it's so good, and it's so different it it, i think for a lot of people who watched this for the first time in 2000 it was so different than what was already out there like it just Mm. really i think unless you like robert altman (laughs) i'm sorry
0: unless you like robert altman well yes yeah
3: sure but but still i mean and also put amy mann on the map for a lot of people which i love Mm. her so much
0: it's hard not to stop loving amy mann
3: I mean, <laughs> just Sorry. can't stop. Yep. And also, I do think that if you went back for a lot of people to go back and rewatch it again now, it still is unlike a lot of things that you would see. Like, it's yeah. just still so different. It has not really been replicated in a way like we talked about, like where traffic had been where it's like Mm -hmm. this. Okay. I've seen this before, like a million different times. It still kind of stands out on its own and just everyone's giving one of the best performances of their career in Mm -hmm. almost every single role. And I'm sorry, especially Tom Cruise. I mean, we've never seen him like this and we've never seen him like that since it's unless you're not wearing a mask,
2: (laughs) you're breaking COVID protocol. True, He will silently judge you after he screams at you. But they had totally. it
0: coming. Yep, Man. They totally did. All right. So we got... uh um, up there. <laughs> High Fidelity for me, Quills for Diana, and Mission Impossible 2 for Sarah. And, Stop. Oh, my bad. Uh, Magnolia <laughs> for Sarah. And this next one, this is the first one I'm like, I want to think for an hour. Yeah. But we don't have that. We won't do that. And either way, we'll cut it together. Uh, S- Saving Grace, Shadow of the Vampire, Shaft, Sweet and Lowdown, The Broken Hearts Club, Colin, A Romantic Comedy, The Cell, The Cider House Rules, uh, The Contender, The Emperor's New Groove, The Original Kings of Comedy, and The Dow of Steve. Um, does anybody have one Ooh. they just want to shout immediately? Yeah. That's your favorite of the group?
3: I'm going
0: to go. Oh, go for if, it. If everyone's
3: okay. Go for original it. Original Kings of Comedy.
0: Okay. I was I was pretty much nice. there.
3: Loved it. Just, we have not seen a comic, yeah. comedian, like concert film, yeah. basically, in, our in lifetime. a really long time. It's, I, I keep saying this about like everything, but it's hugely influential. It spawned yep. a million other, you know, takeoffs and parodies and gave us the comedians of comedy, which gave us a ton of comedians that we love. And it's Birdie just Mac. going back and watching it is pure joy and they're and just watching <laughs> people having such a good time together in a communal space mm-hmm. especially watching it this year where one of the things that i miss more than anything else is going to comedy shows mm-hmm. going to stand-up comedy shows mm. it was beautiful it was a beautiful thing to behold and especially to see uh bernie Mac again you oh. know it just Aww. and he,
0: this is his, yeah. his big big breakthrough everyone else sort yeah. of had a sitcom except for cedric the entertainer but you know uh, Bernie Mac was like, this uh, is this was, this was uh, Hangover as to Zach Galifianakis. He mm-hmm. he became a household <laughs> name after this, and justifiably yeah. so. We've been watching a bunch of Bernie Mac because he has good Christmas episodes. Just so you know, the Bernie Mac show. Oh, good. Um, okay. Die. Oh goodness.
2: All right. Well, this is a this is tough because we, we, there's a whole bunch of indie movies in here that I feel like people haven't heard of that they would like, like Saving Grace and Shadow of the Vampire. Um. And I mean, I've talked extensively on this and other podcasts about the emperor's new group and what a, what a fun surprise that was for me and how much I loved it, but I'm going with the contender. I feel like is, is a movie that is always applicable and really fun to discuss afterwards Uh
0: huh, and wildly relevant right now.
2: It's always relevant. And I mean, it gets a lot of stuff, right. And it gets a lot of stuff wrong and it's fun to talk about that. And, politics and gender and sex and muckraking and, and president jeff bridges i mean come on man yeah it's so bad. The, the contender is it's like it's not a great film but my god it is fun to contemplate and talk about later like it's a really good discussion prompt Very of well a movie done. with really yeah. good really good performances so totally.
0: wow i, I don't I, I honestly don't know what to do i i if i had to guess i would i would have thought diana would have chose shadow the vampire because that feels like one of those movies that's made <sighs> for diana and
2: it really is catnip for me. I mean, come on. It's about movie making and Draculas. I'm,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let one of you guys choose for me because, I don't know, I, I love the movie Shaft. I've watched it a lot um the remake but i've also watched a lot of sweet and lowdown i don't want to be the guy who picks the woody allen movie but it's a great sean penn performance it's really good yeah um uh, but i'll just i'll choose shaft because i just watched my name is dolomite and i have plaxploitation on the brain
2: the shaft 2000 remake is so much better than it deserved to be yeah
0: yeah i, I actually it en- is enjoy really good. both shaft trilogies if that's possible um but <laughs> uh i do like shaft and the next one the next one can I read them read them off real fast? Titan AE. No sure. Oh, so to recap, we chose uh Shaft for me. Uh Die chose the contender and Sarah chose the original Kings of Comedy. I'm happy with that. Nice. The next the next yeah. grouping, arbitrary though it is, Titan A E, Titus, uh, Topsy Turvy, Traffic, Unbreakable, What Lies Beneath, Woman on Top, Wonder Boys, X Men, and you can count on me. I just wanna Ooh. flex a little here. I'm having a tough time here, but I think I can bet what both of you would pick.
3: Oh, I mean, Mm. for me, it's not even a question.
0: You are Wonder Boys.
3: Of course. And
0: I'll let you explain why in a second. And I want to say Diana would go Traffic, but I think she'd go Titus.
2: Yeah, that's pretty much where I was going. Yeah. Yes! Yes, Yeah. 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 I I mean, I thought about Topsy Turvy because that's even less known and is fantastic. But Mm -hmm. yeah, Titus is just, there's nothing like it. You need to see it to believe it kind of movie. Good job.
0: Yeah. Uh, Good call, Chris. Very good call. (laughs) Well, and that's, well, what, now, do, you, what do you think I would pick? My though,
2: is would you go X-Men or Unbreakable? I feel like you're going to go X-Men.
0: I Ooh, was. I was
3: leaning towards Unbreakable.
0: I was going to go X-Men, but the more I think about it, mm. it's hard to, it's important as a footnote of history to where we got to superhero movies, but like, I don't really care about- But so like, Unbreakable. Right. And, but what I do care more about is what I liked when I rewatched it, and I really liked Titan AE. Again, it's all in that acid area. Sarah has a shocked face. You're going to get a Titan AE. We have a reputation. Um, (laughs) It stands for After Earth, Sarah. You see, because this is a story of uh, uh, life after the explosion of Earth. Uh, Titan AE is, I think, um, a a dimensional branch in where animation could have gone and never did. And it's a fucking shame because we don't seem Mm. to be able to make a movie like Titan AE unless it has human actors, which is ridiculous. There should be, we should be allowed to have sci-fi animated films on this level that aren't exactly like heavy metal where the main character fucks a girl in the first five seconds um there should be (laughs) there should be a place for both don bluth and science fiction and animation and as rudimentary as some of these effects are like uh this genre is has no success science fiction and in uh, mainstream hollywood animation and i wish it did because uh what if guardians of the galaxy was all animated would that hurt it I don't think so. Two two of the the five cast members of Guardians of the Galaxy are animated. Um, why can't we just have an all animated sci fi adventure? And we just don't. It's fucking weird. Uh, Titan A.E. Mm. is wonderful. Holds up real well. X Men does a little less, but it's important. Unbreakable. Unbreakable holds up. real I probably should have chosen Unbreakable. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, but you I, have. I denied the ladies predicting my results. Um, that was pretty much all that was for. Damn, Well, I feel good about that. Titan A.E. Wonder yep. Boys. And uh and, and Titus.
3: Oh, Wonder
0: yeah.
2: Boys if if I knew if I didn't know you were gonna pick Wonder Boys, I would have picked Wonder Boys too. It's so. such a M- good, maybe me it's too. So good.
3: It's
2: So solid. And so
3: solid. Everybody's giving so I get something out of it. Yeah, everybody's giving great performances. I love seeing Michael Douglas doing something we've never seen before mm-hmm. and never really seen since, honestly. Doing the schlub, not doing a powerful, rich, you know, pussyhound. Having basically. sex with a
0: woman his age.
3: Yes, yes. (laughs) And it it also brought me, I mean, personally, this movie means a lot to me because it brought me to one of my favorite authors of all time, Michael Shabon, who just the book I cannot recommend enough. It's so good. It's just as good as the movie is. So I just, yeah, this movie is a perfect, perfect movie to me. I love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, me too. Well, we got to move on to television real fast. Um, How It's Made debuts from uh, on January 6th in 2000. How It's
2: Made, doesn't sound like it should be. stoner fuel but oh, if, if you're a bit high it is fascinating because it, it is just like here's how you make radiators you know, yeah. like all this mechanized stuff and it's really soothing looking is and it, it has 416 episodes
0: is that still mark, going a mark summer <laughs> joint is he the narrator on that still or was he ever i think he was in the, uh, the food networks version
3: he did the one for the right. food thing, the food yeah. factory right. one. But, it's it's like mean, all
0: those classic segments from, like, Mr. Rogers. Like, you ever wonder yes, how crayons right. are made? And like,
3: yes, all day!
0: Show that's me! That's <laughs> exactly what
3: I was going to say. Like, we were kind of primed for that by Mr. Rogers. I yeah. still remember how that crayon-making segment went.
0: Those arcs of Love crayons? It. Oh, yes. unbelievable.
3: Oh, loved it.
0: <laughs> and the, the division, the division, not the Tom Clancy one, uh, debuts. With a cast of Bonnie Bedelia, Nancy uh McKeon and John Ham? What? Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. This is like an early ish break for John Ham sure. back before anyone knew who John Ham was by all the way back in two thousand one. It's a it's a cop show on lifetime. That's awesome. But it went like four seasons.
0: And this could uh, be all right. ECW's final pay-per-view airs. I should have looked into that and what that was um, cuz they had a the thing that sort of broke that company 20 years ago is not being able to get pay-per-views off the ground. That is sort of the bread and butter of wrestling and sporting events. They would make most of their money back and Paul Heyman had a ton of ton of problems there. I don't remember what happened. This might have been when WWE owned them, and a bunch of WWE stars invaded them. That's always fun. We're doing an invasion, on AEW right now. Uh, there's the People's Choice Awards also this week. Mm-hmm. Um, was any there? Did they talk about uh, the last ECW? <laughs> uh, maybe not. Probably um, not
3: because it happened on the same night.
0: But uh, oh my god, this is incredibly strange because like I'm just looking at these categories here. Favorite new TV comedy. Ed. Okay solid. Uh, okay. And favorite f- female music performer. Faith Hill over Shania Twain and Britney Spears. Like okay, wow. they're not playing favorites, they're not going by who sold the most. Uh the Green Mile wins favorite drama motion picture. Meet the Parents meets best comedy motion picture. Drew Carey show beating out Frasier and Everybody Loves Raymond. In my my heart Yes, it does. Drew Carey Show rules. Listen to back <laughs> issues of 302010. Favorite male musical performer, Garth Brooks. Um, man, it's a little wow. bit of 90s left in us. In Sync wins group or band, Survivor, reality show. Jennifer Aniston, female performer on Friends. Favorite new female performer, Bette Midler. And there better be a giant asterisk <laughs> in there because she is the <laughs> oldest person in this group. Um, <laughs> Mel Gibson wins for What Women Want. Just want to say th-
3: and the Patriot. And
0: the Patriots, oh. an even worse movie.
3: I'm I want to go back to the musical performers hey. because it's a really interesting thing. I don't think we'll ever see again. If you look at the categories, Faith Hill wins over Shania Twain and Britney Spears, yeah. and Garth Brooks wins over Ricky Martin and George Strait. Pretty sure that's the last time we're going to see country music stars yeah. that mainstream. It's just kind breaker. of wild to see like two out of the three of the music performers being pop country people. TV yeah. drama
0: ER wins. Uh, favorite motion picture actors: Julia Roberts, Aaron Brockovich. Jim Carrey for uh, The Grinch in a comedy and favorite male performer in a new TV series, John Goodman in Normal, Ohio, a, a yeah. show that will have fewer Which... episodes than categories on this show. And <laughs> is it, was he playing a gay guy to get to the bottom of that? Right. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and, uh, wow, Dark Angel in dramatic series and Green Mile favorite motion picture. That seems crazy. The people chose Green Mile, but... In a world where people could have chosen the best picture, it would have been Shawshank several years earlier. I can see them. If they all actually saw Green Mile, I can see that being their picture of the year. And just to get uh, some games out of the way, we we talk way more in depth on patreon.com slash laser time supports this show, the whole network. Blah, 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 RuneScape came out this week, which was a crazy... Uh, a game for pc that i don't really know anything about other than a punchline in, in our jobs but i tried to find uh the best-selling games of this year and according to um npd data from ign all the top four are pokemon including a pokemon from last year um pokemon's mm-hmm. fo- pokemon silver followed by gold yellow and stadium for the n64 the sims is number five Tony, uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 is number six. Number seven is the uh, Majora's Mask, Legend of Zelda. Number eight is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. If you want to know what made Tony Hawk a millionaire, wow. it's because he's got two games in the best-selling, uh, in the top ten. Gran Turismo 2 is number nine, and number ten and eleven are Pokemon Red and Blue. <laughs> <sighs> And if you wonder why you're not getting more wrestling games, uh, WWF Smackdown is number 12. One of several wrestling games that came out this year is selling more than a Super Mario Brothers game. And just to be silly, above Madden NFL 2001 is at number 15 is Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? If you haven't heard the show we do about video games Chris Baker was working at a video game magazine and like yeah somehow who wants Regis Philbin worked his way on the cover of PlayStation magazine (laughs) (laughs) because it was one of the biggest shows in the universe and was being was on TV like three nights a week and the game did really well as a result that is about it I'll tell you there's way more accurate data to drill down on on the games of 2010 which we have to get into in just a couple seconds because 2010 it's all we got left to start and recap this year Doing both at the same time. Um, let's close out with uh, True Colors by Fred Rowe. Fred Rowe? I cannot be saying that right. Fred yeah, Rowe, Starr, and Jill Scott from the Save the Last Dance soundtrack. We will be right back with our final, yet first, decade.
1: In the world's awake, these are rainy days. My man got popped out of early age. His college run saved, flipped into his early grave. They say the good are young, we're headed for them early gates. Straight up. I can see well. That's why I love you.
2: Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Internet and all the ships at sea. It's time for Diana's classic horn. We look even further back in time this week to see if there's anything worth a watching. And. I'll keep this quick because the show's kind of running long as we look back on everything. But January 1st through 7th, happy 50th anniversary to the last cigarette ad broadcast on American television. That seems both recent and a million years ago, but yeah. But uh, anyway, the movie I'm going to recommend this week from 1950, technically. So just just coming in under the wire, though, uh, is Born Yesterday, starring Judy Holliday, William Holden, Broderick Crawford. It's a nice... I don't know how to describe it. I guess kind of like a pretty woman. It's kinda of like, if you like pretty woman, you probably like porn yesterday because it's about uh this big powerful like tycoon type guy who's got this kind of ditzy girlfriend and he thinks, "Oh, you know, we're coming to Washington, we're gonna go buy a bunch of congressmen and you know, you you should uh you should get smarter and stuff. Like, don't be so embarrassing, you dumb brud." And so he hires William Holden to like tutor her in how to be like an you know respectable type person but it turns out like she's actually not that stupid she's very very clever and it's just a great performance by judy holiday who didn't have as much of a career she should have probably because of the blacklist but it's a hell of a lot of fun snappy dialogue a lot of fun characters performances it's a little stagey because it was stage play but just generally fun all around so born yesterday 1950 and that's it for this week stay classic Here's a situation
1: into every nation. Nobody's ever made me feel the way that you do. You know my motivation, given my reputation. Please excuse me, I don't mean to be rude, but tonight I'm fucking you. you.
0: Coming in with tonight. I am parenthetically fucking you by Enrique Iglesias. The non-radio version. There, I didn't know there was a non-radio version of this song. I <laughs> did
3: not either. Yeah, it tonight my I'm loving you, wedding song, awesome. <laughs> our first dance. Was this, yeah,
2: <gasps> it was I, the first time. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, I'd heard tonight I'm loving you. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a fun song. You can dance to it. A uh, good job, Enrique. And then I look at the Billboard charts and I see it listed as tonight I'm loving slash fucking you. And I'm like, excuse. Use and find out. Oh no! There's the non-radio version where he's very clear about what's going
3: on. Huh? I don't. I, I like to read that as I'm loving and/or fucking you. Yes, yeah. take your pick. I,
0: I like to read it as a uh, good in song, bad in text, fellas. Be careful. Uh, you don't, you know,
2: I did not know <laughs> in reading I didn't know he worked so blue. Me neither. Oh. So azul. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: um.
0: Yes, Firework by Katy Perry is still number one um, on the charts. Uh, take that, Enrique, no matter who you're fucking. January 1st of the 7th. We have a little, a few more movies that are released this week. Um, most of them bad. Uh, yeah. True Grit, still number one at the box office. Uh, I know, Casino... oh, no, it
2: moved up. Oh, it, 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 moved, it up.
0: moved up? Okay.
2: Yeah. Holy shit. Uh,
0: and Casino Jack is out this week. A wonderful John Lovett's Kevin Spacey joint. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> With also Barry Pepper Kelly Preston uh rochelle uh is this I, I, what's notable about this uh
2: mm-hmm. not a lot i mean this is a fiction version of a non-fiction story and as usual when you make a fiction movie out of a documentary go watch the documentary why are you even bothering like right. there's gonna be more information it's gonna be more interesting so yeah casino jack it's about jack abramoff who is this you know political fixer who is bribing a bunch of lawmakers as you do and there's an alex gibney documentary from like the year before I think called Casino Jack in the United States of Money that is much better. This got pretty rough reviews. Right,
0: I feel like I've seen that I definitely didn't see Season of the Witch with Nick Cage, Ron Perlman, Claire Foy uh, Stephen Graham and Christopher Lee
2: Oh boy. So this this has all of the things in place to be a good bad movie and instead it's just a bad bad movie mm. because Nicolas Cage and Ron Perlman are returning
3: crusader knights? I <laughs> okay i remember seeing the trailer for this i'm pretty sure yeah. right yeah and
2: they, they come back to europe and the black plague is going on and then they have to take claire foy this accused witch to some monastery to stop it all and it is so muddy and grim and boring and like it it needs to go silly to at least be like fun and it's just a fucking slog mm. i was so disappointed this really had good bad movie written all over it and it did not get there mm.
0: It is too bad. Eh. Uh, Country Strong, which I haven't seen, but I wear a bracelet that says it every day. Uh, Tim McGraw, (laughs) Leighton Mester, Gwyneth Paltrow, Garrett Hedlund, uh, Tron Legacy guy. How about that? Country Strong. I'm really looking forward to playing for my fans. She was a living legend who lost her way. You and I both know she's not getting any better. She can get stronger. On January 7th, country.
2: comes a story
0: about facing the truth.
2: Nashville's Kelly Cantor left rehab early this morning.
0: And finding the strength. You're the toughest
1: girl I know. To come back strong.
2: Because I'm country strong.
1: She's
0: putting on a big show. She drank a big bottle of country strong. What if? Why? Mm. why so many questions? Third degree. Let the girl go country. Uh, this <laughs> looks like cynically geared towards Middle America, and I can't stand country it's.
2: Con- it's a country star is born.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like to me.
2: That's. It's totally what it is, mm-hmm. and I kind of respect how. Old fashioned melodrama. It is mm-hmm. about you know Gwyneth Paltrow is this she was the biggest country singer but her demons are getting to her and she's going to rehab and she comes out and oh what she needs is she feel the love of the audience and that'll make it all better and like it has a lot of problems but I kind of enjoyed it mm. in that way of like big dumb melodrama I think is Roger Ebert fucking nailed it he was like this is the best movie of 1952. <laughs> It's like, awesome. it seriously is. Star is born with a little all about even there. It's just incredibly old fashioned. And it got kind of savage. Just I think people just don't like Gwyneth Paltrow.
3: Yeah. Um, except
2: yeah. Uh, we keep forgetting she can sing, mm. she sings wonderfully. Just talking and, about duets. Yeah. Exactly. And so it is extremely not for everybody, but I know there are people who really love this. It's like they're, they're sort of guilty pleasure, like a dressed up Hallmark movie. And it's like, cool. No, it's, I, I respect the old fashionedness.
3: Mm-hmm. Don't see that a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
3: yeah I'm, sad, I'm sad I missed out on that just because I really, I love country music. Um, mm. And I really like, these actors and i feel like it would be right in my ma- wheelhouse and i just didn't get around to it but it's definitely one that's still on my list it's funny because this movie and the next movie we're about to talk about yeah. i remember distinctly were the last two movies on my physical netflix list like you mm. before i like just cut off the physical queue and just went straight to streaming these were like the next two that were coming to my house and i was like meh you know. I
0: I remember seeing your Netflix queue back in the day and like this is a huge problem. They just made this. You cannot you maxed it out when it was five hundred. <laughs> yeah. Uh back when yeah, it first I, came out.
2: I wanna say it's on Amazon. So yeah, if you liked a Star is born and mm. you just want something kind of like that. Mm-hmm.
0: No, maybe we yeah. should let the old ways die. Uh, uh, and, uh speaking of this being an old school movie, I think this this is too new school. It had this had done uh festival circuits and got Yeah crazy praise but couldn't find a distributor because no one wanted a Jim Carrey movie where he does a bunch of gay shit. And yeah, they and, had to
2: trim out some gay stuff. Technically, here we are talking about a 2011 movie that's actually a 2009
0: yeah. movie. And this yeah. movie is amazing. Leslie
3: amazing. It, people didn't want to see gay, Jim Carrey do gay shit because people are fucking stupid. Yeah, this, is, this movie is awesome. <laughs>
0: it's, it's phenomenal. It's one of my favorite posters of all time. Uh, (laughs) uh, Leslie Mann, Rodrigo Santoro, Elon McGregor, and Jim Carrey, and I love you, Philip Morris. Just like that, I decided to start my life over and live it like the real me. But it didn't take me long to realize being me is really expensive. So I had no choice. I became a con man. Your check. And best of all, no one got hurt. Did you get my gift?
3: Mommy! steven can i see some id please of course
0: you can but it was only a matter of time before it all caught up to me calm down calm you down then one day something wonderful happened welcome to prison i'm steven my name is philip morris you are the sweetest most gentle man i've ever known i'm gonna take care of everything See, I, I remember seeing the title and like I thought, it, oh, it's going to be some takedown on the Philip Morris Corporation. But no, it's just. No. Guy Jim Carrey falls in love with so, played by McGregor in prison.
3: We <laughs> watched this last night. It's on Canopy. Um, and I was like, oh, telling C I I was like, oh, I got to watch this movie for 3020 Ted. I've been wanting to see it for a really long time. Let's sit down and watch it. And he was like, oh, yeah, sure. That sounds good. About a third of the way through, he was like, I thought we were going to be watching. Thank you for smoking. Yes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) He was like, but this is way better than that. Like this movie is amazing. This is one
0: of Jim Carrey's like best latter day things that he ever made. I I honestly
2: think this might be my favorite performance of his. Yeah.
0: It's really good. I'm,
2: Whoa. I'm not a huge like I've never liked his Ace Ventura type things, you know, Truman Show stuff That's I can deal with more. Mm-hmm. But he does so much in this movie mm-hmm. because, I mean, it's based on a real guy who is an incredibly good con man and prison escapee. Mm-hmm. He busts out of prison a whole bunch of times to just go keep running cons just because he he is in love with his boyfriends at various times and just you know wants wants to pamper them mm-hmm. it just wants to show his love by stealing a bunch of money and buying
3: them nice things mm-hmm. that's well, all he wants and it's like it. I think the beginning of the movie tries to kind of explain a lot of that because apparently he was adopted and, you know, rejected by feelings of rejection by his birth family. And so therefore, like, I think maybe there's some of that in there of like trying to buy the love of people around him and feel worthy mm-hmm. enough. Um, but also he's a genius mm-hmm. and, and and also pathological and yeah. obsessive and compulsive about certain things and just watching the way that his mind works and it was it's just fantastic if you look up the real guy he is in prison he was sentenced to be he's not sentenced to be he he, He can't be released until, like, 2,158 or something like that, (laughs) basically, like, year, which I had to think about, how do I even say that year? But he was up for parole for the first time on December 15th. No kidding. And I didn't get a chance to look and see how that went for him, but I imagine probably not well because he's being held in a very maximum security prison where he's only allowed one hour a day of supervised shower and outside time, basically. Mm, Because of how um, many times he has busted out which is such bullshit. I mean, mm-hmm. all he did was like steal things. There's no reason someone like that needs right. to be held. <laughs> like whatever. Yeah.
0: He's a danger to society by that. I mean, certain credit accounts,
3: and yeah, exactly. jewelry stores,
0: like, <laughs> like, like, eh. who cares. Yeah. Mm.
3: but this movie is so fantastic. And I'm also very, I generally tend to be very leery of films, depec- depicting the prison system, because mm-hmm. I don't think that they are often portrayed very accurately. Um, on both ends of the spectrum and I thought this did a really good job of it I don't think that I think that it was a pretty interesting depiction of the prison system um but what a wonderful surprising hilarious charming surprising movie I said surprising twice because it just takes you on a full ride man it's so fun
2: yeah I love just like looking at at people's uh, reviews, especially like oh, it was playing no. it at festivals and people talking it up. And I, my favorite one was like, if, if catch me, if you can, were gay and directed by Mel Brooks. I was like, <laughs> yeah, That's exactly what it's like. But like, yeah, the, the, the love feels very heartfelt, you know, it starts out where he's he's in the closet and he's got this family and he's doing everything right, but he's just super duper unhappy. And so finally, like he gets a wake up call to like, go live his life you know, as, as a out and proud gay man. And I think it's the only time I've ever laughed super hard at the F slur before. Yes. where Yeah, he he gets in this car accident and he just declares like, I'm gay. I'm going to go be the biggest F word in the world. <laughs> so, like taking away in the ambulance. And yeah. I was like, good job, movie. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'd even call it a dark comedy. Just like, it's just not that dark. It's right. just a hard R yeah. comedy.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's... Some sexual content that is like, and they cut some out, but there's still a couple of moments of like, whoa, Jim (laughs) Carrey.
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) You're securing yourself. That's good. And Ewan McGregor. Yeah.
3: Both of them.
2: Uh, Yep. And yeah, it is so, it's so weird how it can be like so sweet and heartfelt at the same time or it's just funny as hell. Like, they get another inmate with a boombox to like play a romantic song for them so they can slow dance. And they're like, oh, so in this like bubble of love that they don't hear the guards come in and start beating on that guy while he's yelling at them. And oh, it's like, oh, it's sweet, but it's funny, but it's sweet. But it's fine. Just-
3: It's such a great showcase. I think I think you're absolutely right that this is one of his best performances, if not his best performance, because he really is showcasing his like rubbery faceness Mm -hmm. of like, you know, his Mm -hmm. expressions are big and they're there, but he's also playing a real person, like a believable type of person that you would see in everyday life. But you can really see he he just does such a good job of portraying the kind of manipulative charmer guy who Mm -hmm. you think like, reading it bare, like, there's no way this guy could get away with all of this, but if you see him in action, it's like, yes, there are certain people there who can charm people into getting what they want, and he does it over and over and over again, and it gets to be to a point where it's like, how's he gonna get out of this one? How's he gonna, <laughs> like, you know, charm his way in, out of trouble here? It's just, it's a really, really fun ride, for sure. Yep.
2: And written and directed by the guys who wrote Bad Santa and uh, Crazy Stupid Love. Jesus. <laughs>
0: Uh, this yeah, this right. movie is great, and I haven't thought about it in years. I but I followed it for yeah, like Diana said, I think two years in the uh, yeah. Ain't It Cool News days, where people were just like covering festival shit. Like you really need to see this movie when you have the opportunity. It took a long, mm-hmm. long time to see. It this. took
2: so long. I assumed that they had changed the title, and I just yes. missed it. Yeah, because I love you, Philip Morris. It's like, yeah, I don't know what that means. And
0: I'm sorry to, <laughs> I'm sorry to like lead into our <laughs> best of last year, but this is the best of this so far, this is the best movie we've talked about of 2011. Uh, this movie is fucking excellent. Do, uh, do yourself. I, uh, not ironically, uh, subscribers to Cinemax can see this right now for, for nothing, but, uh, everyone else is going to have to pay a little, but it's, it's, it's out there.
3: If you have or a canopy. public library card.
0: It's, dude, this movie is great. I cannot recommend it enough. Um, yeah. I love this film. So good. So fucking funny. Um, and, and Jim Carrey did not do a lot of R-rated funny stuff. Um, I'm saying that like he's hmm. dead, but, you know, he's doing what he's doing right now, which is, to me, fascinating. Joe Biden. Uh, no, that's I'm not painting. happening anymore. Painting, some Sonic the Hedgehog, and then really weird stuff like Jim and Andy, where he talks for too long. But whatever he's going through, something Uh, someone call it depression. I call it some some somewhere between depression and Zen is where Jim Carrey lives right now, and I find him fascinating to watch and 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 hear from. Uh, Love him, love everything he's almost everything he's ever done, and that is that is about it for the movies. And here's where we get into our movie portion. Oh God, it's gonna hurt. Less movies than less. Oh, sorry, Film Registry National Film Registry 2010. Just the documentary Freedom Writers.
2: Yeah, and even that's surprising because 2010, they everything just qualified. It's got to be at least 10 years old before it qualifies. Mm. So, yeah, just a documentary about the Freedom Riders. And, and, yeah, and so Legacy? many people messaged me when, when the new film registry announcements came out. And they're like, Shrek is in. And I'm like, yes, yeah, Shrek is in. Yes, yes. You want to talk about cultural impact? Yeah, sorry. You, Shrek has to be in there. Have it's culturally you, significant. Have
0: you loaded up Peacock's app? It's like the third thing they promote. They are selling their app based on Shrek. Yeah, we know what you're we know what you into over here. You want The Office and Shrek. <laughs> but in terms of what we, we told you guys we recommended in 2010, as far as movies goes, and I think uh, if we were being really honest... We are a very movie-focused podcast. I, I I love picking up the TV angle, but I'm a huge movie fan. I love doing this. I kind of wish this was all the show was, just us debating films. Diana, I'm saying this like you just jumped into the podcast, but uh, Diana has <laughs> spread it out to to ten around 10 films. Alphabetically, each of us can pick one. Animal Kingdom, Birdemic, Shock and Terror, Black Swan, Burlesque, Catfish, Chloe, Crazy Heart, Date Night, Despicable Me, and Dog Tooth. Boo! <laughs> I don't mm. love any of these. I don't. Even, I don't know what I'd go for here. I, I think I want to see Date Night the most. Really? <laughs> I, I've, I've, there's nothing else here I've seen that I would. Well, you know what? Animal Kingdom was fucking great. Sorry, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that when it came out. I just. I was watching. I was trying to watch the TV show a little while ago, and really didn't care for it but no i, I loved it i uh, an australian gangster movie let's do it with a dope right. matriarch um you guys i yes
2: that's probably where i was gonna go too ah. honestly <laughs> um funny, yeah. animal kingdom or crazy heart i feel like are ones that don't get enough attention and also i mean my easier call would be black swan but i feel like sarah's taking it so <laughs> i'm gonna take black swan anyway there because oh! I, now i know where sarah's going
3: yeah, yeah. All right, good. I'm glad you said it so I don't have to because I already said that Black Swan is one of my favorite movies and I watch it once a year. So uh, I think I said enough about Black Swan. We talked about it. So I'm going to go with, I have to say, I loved Chloe. It was just Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. again, camp, super gay, super like just- Kind of erotic thriller Erotic thriller. All my boxes got ticked. (laughs) Hello. Um, But uh, duh, I'm going with burlesque. It was just like- such a beautiful like fun joyful experience for me to watch that in this horrible time that we're going through especially because pride got canceled in tallahassee so i didn't get to go to my drag show that i oh. always get sam and i always go to and sit in the front row and just you know have such a good time so this is the closest thing i got to it honestly and i fucking loved every second of it so burlesque right. mm. okay
2: I figured. Okay, Uh, next group. Easy A, Exit Through the Gift Shop, Fair Game, Get Low, Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows Part 1, Hot Tub Time Machine, How to Train Your Dragon, Inception, Ip Man 2, or Jackass 3D. Ooh. That's... Now this is tough. I want to go last. Yeah. I want
0: to go last. Okay. Um, this, this is the boy section, by the way. That's...
2: <laughs> Those are... Sections still I, have vendors, but
0: okay. Come now, look what happened up I top.
2: I mean, look, these are mm. all really strong recommends from me. Yeah, oh, so mm-hmm. I am. Oh, I'm re- um, I am really stuck between easy and how to train your dragon. Those are my finalists.
1: Yeah, oh. I
2: think I'm, we don't know what I'm gonna pick, so if that helps you. Oh, uh, I mean, but obviously, Inception, Jesus Christ, and mm. uh. I'm going to know go How you're t- How to Train Your Dragon. There, I'm, I'm the person who keeps The best training. DreamWorks
0: oh. movie ever made. I the best love
2: DreamWorks it. movie ever made how to train your uh, dragon. is something you should show to screenwriting students of mm. how to how to have character and plot forward motion all the time without it being too talky and boring. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's basically – it's another one. It's like this is
3: basically a flawless film. I have no complaints. Wait, Sarah. Yeah. Are,
0: are you going to do Get Low?
3: Oh, man. My heart feels. I loved Get Low so much, and it was such a surprise to me. Mm-hmm. I also really loved Fair Game, though. I thought Fair Game was just such a great example of a really taught, like political type thriller that really like. I love Sydney Crawford,
0: a... so I. You know...
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> and well, and also Fair Game taught me something about American contemporary American history that I didn't really know about very much. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. But I'm going with Easy A. I mean, Easy yeah. is- A. It's so beautiful. It's it's such a great teen comedy. I think a perfect example of a really good modern teen comedy that gets all the beats right of humor and teen sexuality without slut-shaming and just fantastic performances from stanley tucci i mean one of my favorite tucci roles ever but i really (laughs) love lisa kudrow in this as well like she's so good in it too so i just gotta go with easy a you motherfuckers yeah i i rewatched it i showed it to my husband and the whole time he's
2: like "Eh, yeah well if you're watching it but i'm not really paying attention whatever high school movie and he got sucked into it pretty fast and in the end he was like that was charming and great
3: and why didn't i hear about that i loved it that was one of the ones too i saw like on in the ltc people saying like oh i i hadn't really saw seen it when it came out but now i'm gonna check it out and a lot of people discovering it and loving it after we talked about it so yeah easy is my pick
0: i'm here to represent what the ltc has already seen and and <laughs> I can't believe you motherfuckers left me with picking Inception. What if I didn't? Because there are three movies on this list that I've seen more than five times. Uh, oh yeah, Inception, Jackass 3D, and Exit Through the Gift Shop. Exit Through the Gift Shop. If you asked me, would probably be my favorite documentary of this period. It is my. It, it is more of a brain fuck than Inception. I don't know what's real or <laughs> when the when the movie starts or when it begins and when it ends. It is really great. Still is. I watched it recently. Jackass 3D is the culmination of one of my favorite fucking things that has ever existed. And they are filming a fourth one. And Steve-O and Johnny Knoxville are already in the emergency room. I keep saying, (laughs) I love you guys. Don't do this. But also do this. But also, (laughs) I have to say publicly, don't do this because I don't want you to get hurt and die. But Jackass 3D, like when you watch the other ones, there's so much money and weirdness put into Jackass 3D. It is the best of anything they've ever done, and I don't think 10 years after the fact they're going to surpass it. Um, But Inception is the one I choose. You motherfuckers, you make me. Yeah, I really wanted to choose Exit Through the Gift Shop. I really did. Um, Yeah. But it's Inception. Inception, Easy yeah. A, and Um How to Train Your Dragon. I'm I'm very happy with that.
3: The next category I think will I dunno it'll be interesting to see how this shakes out. So we've got Joan Rivers, a piece of work, so good. Kick ass, love and other drugs, McGruber, Machete, Maiden Dagenham, Monsters, Morning Glory, Night Catches Us, and Nowhere Boy. <sighs> Ooh,
2: yeah, no one's standing out as like, this is the essential for me. MacGruver. I know, there's one that's... Yeah, I know, Chris <laughs> is just going with McGregor.
0: D- Will, Fe- Will Forte is a godsend, and he's not. he hasn't been in something recently, and if you're following SNL's YouTube channel, there's like, SNL political comedy, catchphrase comedy, and then there's a guy... Who's upset that someone ate one of his potato chips and counted, it and wants him to spit it into back into his mouth? Will Forte is the king of weird, and whenever he's <laughs> in something uh, and heading it up, it's it makes weird mainstream. I loved uh, uh, Last Man on Earth, and oh yeah, and MacGruber is allegedly coming back as a Peacock series, but MacGruber is maybe the best SNL movie ever made in our lifetime, and it's the last.
3: Better than Wayne's World?
0: Um, sorry, Wayne's World is different, but but MacGruber is like. <sighs> I don't know. That's I I I, I got to separate that. Because uh, f- Wayne's World is a Mike Myers movie because it feels so much like So I Married an Ex-Murderer and Austin Powers. But yeah. MacGruber, it, it's a Lonely Island movie and it's really good. And I, I want more of that. I want more Will Forte in my life all the time. It's a very easy pick for me. So you I guys, love I'm forcing you to pick <laughs> up the le- leavings and, ple- well, I'm not going to beg for Joan Rivers. It is a documentary about a woman. We, we didn't know who would be dead by the time we're talking about it. Yeah,
3: that's my pick. Joan Rivers, A Piece of Work is a fantastic documentary, first of all, just regardless of the subject matter. And second of all, I absolutely love Joan Rivers. I was so happy I was able to see her before she left us. And this documentary is absolutely a must see because it just shows a person who I think was so disrespected in her time and so misunderstood and really gets into her private life and her personal life and shows what a fucking workhorse she was. I mean, she was just a, a modern day genius, a wonderful comedian and someone who definitely had a lot of struggles and issues in her life. But I think ultimately is a very good person. And yeah, I I think that I recommend this documenti- documentary documentary a hundred percent because and, everyone and just put some respect on her name.
2: Yeah. And, and just as a behind the scenes of, of, how comedians earn a living yes yeah of uh-huh. just uh-huh. the constant scheduling and gigging and road work and mm-hmm. yeah all all,
0: all documentaries about comedians are great i was rewatching mm-hmm. gilbert over the break and but like joan rivers wasn't just the m- most famous lady comedian she was the only one for like
1: <laughs> more than
0: a decade yeah and like she talks frankly about her plastic surgery like I'd love to be just funny, but, like, that's not what people expect of me as a fucking performer, so I'm just doing what I feel like I have to do. It's it's depressing and weird and fun, and she's never, never not funny. Like, I I don't know. I yeah. love Joan Rivers quite a bit. And- yeah,
2: that... Probably would have been my pick uh, if someone else wasn't going to take it. I'm, I'm going to throw out Night Catches Us because I think I'm the Ooh. only one who watched it. Yeah. And I feel like everybody slept on it. It's it's an interesting film, you know, about a, a former Black Panther. It's got a really good cast. Right. Everyone's really good in it. And I, I would like to see more movies like it where it's political, but also it's like a, just an interpersonal family drama. And it's, and it's about Philly, so... Represent. Philly saved our butts this year.
0: Yes, everyone. Last
2: year. (laughs) Last year. We get to say last year. Last year.
0: Everyone toss a battery in honor of Philly.
2: Everyone boo Santa. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Up next, OSS117, Lost in Rio. Piranha 3D, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Splice, Tangled, The Fighter. The Joneses, The Kids Are All Right, The King's Speech.
2: Woohoo. That's a lineup.
0: Yeah. I mean, what if what if hypothetically one of you chose Scott Pilgrim of the World and not me? I'm giving you that opportunity. Make it hard for me. <laughs> no, and none of you are doing it. You want, so Scott Pilgrim Pilgrim versus the World is mine, for sure. Yeah. To see your little yeah. subgenre of white middle class done very well mm-hmm. and funny and and um it's the unsung Edgar Wright movie. It's great. It has a great game based off it. I really never liked the world more than when Scott Pilgrim versus the world came out
1: because,
0: mm. and, and again, the cast, everybody is more famous than Michael Sarah Now everybody in that movie <laughs> from Kieran Culkin to Anna Kendrick, everybody, yeah. um, <laughs> everyone mm-hmm. who's in that film, Brie Larson. Oh my gosh.
3: And, we just watched the season of Fargo with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Uh-huh. Yes. Fantastic. And you
2: and the there we go. We're picking it all together. I love that
0: season. What season is it three? Yeah. Is it yeah? Okay. I haven't seen that. All right. All right. <laughs>
2: it's
3: fantastic. Okay. I'm gonna go with but I
0: would have said tangled if one of you did.
3: So I love of course I love the kids are right. And I really was pleasantly surprised by the Joneses. I thought that was a really interesting, weird movie, but mm-hmm. guys, I'm going with Splice. Splice! What a, fun, what a fun, weird movie. I love body horror. I figured out just over the course of doing the show. I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I'm really into body horror. Um, we, and we should say
0: off the top, Sarah is a Mexican surgeon. So um, that's me. true.
3: <laughs> Not a lot of people know that about me, but it is true. But yeah, Swiss is such a weird, fun surprise for me. I thought I would hate it. But I absolutely loved every little minute of it. And it constantly took me right up to the edge of me being like, this is super gross and weird and I can't watch this anymore. (laughs) It just got to that edge but never went over it. And I just thought it was really fun and really strange and brought up a lot of really interesting questions. And, yeah, Splice. More people should see it. Wow. I – oh, I'm having trouble because, yeah, The Kids Are All Right is so,
2: so good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the fighter was better than I remembered. I really enjoyed it. Oh, Piranha but 3D. You kind of have to like boxing, especially. I think it worked better for me because I'm a boxing fan. Mm-hmm. I And I feel like OSS 117, Lost in Rio. I, I feel like I'm the only American who's seen this goddamn movie. And the <laughs> OSS 117 movies, Chris, I'm serious. It's French swinging 60s naked gun. I think you would really like that I
0: them. will watch it tonight as soon as I'm done um, recording with your husband.
2: But... You know, I actually am gonna go Piranha 3D. Whoa! No! I'm gonna I'm going I'm going crazy with yeah, I'm gonna go Piranha three D because I have seen so many fucking bad movies <laughs> that aren't good bad movies. And this is it it intends to be a good bad movie and it succeeds. And that is really hard to do. Yeah,
0: there is a remarkable competence behind Piranha 3D. Yeah. And, huh. That it knows yeah, ex- exactly it. what it, doing it is. I'm doing it, yeah. That's
2: Are right. You? Piranha three D over the King's speech. Suck it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> wow!
3: Wow! Wow! Oh well, I, I love which one
2: are you going to enjoy more, Piranha three D?
3: Oh, a word.
2: Unless you're my mom, everyone's mom loves the King's Speech. And oh
0: yeah. Totally. Again, I think I could Got- I could pick the next group for, for both of you.
2: Okay. If I had to. Interesting. Interesting. The okay. next group. I think this is the hardest one for me.
0: It is. It's the toughest one for me too. The other the other guys, The Runaways, uh, The Social Network, The Town. Uh, the t- the Toy Story three, <laughs> Tron Legacy, True Grit, Unstoppable, and Winter's Bone. Mm. Well, let's let's remember oh. two two three of the peep three of the people here were on Laser Time's best movie of the decade, which Winter's Bone won. True. So and one of you better go for it.
3: Social Network was also though on that list, too.
0: right? Mm. Um, so I would have chosen um, if I had to guess, I would have chosen Winter's Bone for Sarah and the uh, Social Network for Diana. Mm. But if I'm wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. If I'm lying, I'm dying. Um, where, where are you guys at? Who wants to go first?
2: Oh God, this is so hard because I I love all of these movies for very different reasons. Tron Legacy, I only love just to like have it on as a screensaver, mm-hmm. but I think the rest of these are just fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go Winter's Bone. Winter's but that's Bone. That's a hard hard call. That's very I... painful. It's only because I feel like that's the one more people need to see
0: it's really good because
2: it is so damn good Mm -hmm. every minute of it works you know it's it's a mystery it's a thriller but it's also a slice of life for people that you don't see very often and all the performances are fantastic and this it's like again this is i want to see more of this kind of movie Mm -hmm. where it's not just you know it's it's not just poverty porn it has a point but it's not preaching at me it's just interesting from start to finish Yes. So, yeah. Winter's Bone. And because that's how we got Jennifer Lawrence, man. Yep.
0: And the, to a lesser extent, John Hawks. Decade. Mm. John Hawks. Oh, John Hawks. Wonderful man.
3: So good. Oh, yeah. Love him. Oh, well, so actually, for me, it comes between the other guys or the runaways. Nice. I, what? I loved both of these so much. I love the runaways. I thought the Performances were so good from all of the women in that movie. But The Other Guys is just one of those movies that's just kidding? straight up comedy, just funny, just made me laugh. That's mm. all I asked of it, and it's all it gave me. And sometimes that's just the right thing. So it's a hard one for me, but I think I'm going to go with The Other Guys. Wow.
0: You fucking assholes like I needed someone else to get the social network because uh with the Christmas Disney Plus debut of Soul I saw a lot of friends ranking their favorite Pixar movies and to all of you I am saying right now you're all wrong about Toy Story 3 it is actually the best Toy Story it is Mm -hmm. it is one of the best Pixar movies made within 10 years before and after it and I know it's a it's a sequel, but it's Pixar sequels aren't typical. They, you're, you're, you're not just yeah. dropping them on the ground because uh, Woody doesn't have to apologize to Commissioner Gordon now. You just go right after the Joker. No, it's like all these, all these toys on the, on the verge of irrelevance and death. And, and when you thought Toy Story 3 was the ending, it was a really good place for like your childhood nostalgia, one of your favorite movies to live. It was really mm. good. And 4 is pretty good, too. But, like, Toy Story always got better and better. But I honestly, like, seeing people talk about that, like, other than, I'm a big fan of WALL-E, but, like, there isn't a better mm-hmm. Pixar movie from this period, with the exception of possibly Wally and Inside Out, and maybe Soul, than um, Toy Story 3. There isn't. And yeah. it is the best movie of this group.
2: Yeah. That's, I think there's a strong argument for it. I yep. mean, if we want to talk about what is the best movie, if you mm-hmm. could figure that out, it'd probably be Social Network or Toy Story 3. Yeah.
1: yeah. But
2: the rest of them are all so they everyone should watch all of them yes yeah. even tron legacy the town is fucking great unstoppable is, is
3: fucking great True great, great. Runaways, yeah
2: runaways I mean, more people needed
3: to see the runaways i had so much fun i it was so interesting based my decision on what people what i thought people should see that was not otherwise talked about and i think the other guys deserves a little love the other guys <laughs> <laughs> that's true so, it is sort so of shocked. forgotten it is, and I I wish I chose more Lid-Ruber. comedies That's were fine. being made. Uh, in general, I wish more comedies were being mm-hmm. made, and yeah. you know, supporting this is one way to do that.
0: I get it. I can't complain, nor can I complain. We move into television. 2011, <laughs> January 1st to the 7th, <laughs> um, uh, the 3rd uh, of January is how I met your mother. Bad news. Bad news.
3: Yeah, <laughs> this is a big episode. Um, so in this episode. Marshall, played by Jason Siegel, and Lily, played by um, Buffy's friend.
0: Uh, Wow, Allison Hannigan.
3: (laughs) Allison Hannigan, thank you. Um, They're on this journey of conceiving, and like a lot of young couples are not conceiving right away, so they're going and trying to figure out, like, what's going on? You know, are we having an issue? And the A-plot is basically that they're – fertility specialist looks just like barney and they're trying to figure out if this is long grift where it is actually barney just dressing up like a doctor to try to like i don't know (laughs) screw with them or whatever um but and and that in and of itself is a really fun storyline but as this as the episode goes on um there is a behind-the-scenes... I, I don't know if the right ways to put this, but behind-the-scenes sort of thing going on where uh, it's counting down from 50 to 1. In every scene, there's a number. Oh, and it I've starts, seen that as like a weird Easter that. egg. Yeah, like an mm. Easter egg. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where it starts off at 50, and then in every scene, it counts down to 1. And the last scene is um, Marshall and Lily talking, and Lily has just gotten a phone call from Marshall's dad or from his mom that his dad has just died. And the very last scene of the episode is him dealing with that and saying, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for this because a big part of the whole series is how close he is to his family. And it's such a great, like his, the depiction of his grief in this episode and then them dealing with it for a while throughout the season, his grief of dealing with the loss of his father um, while also trying to make his own family and conceive a child with his wife is a really interesting and I think very accurate depiction of grief and I and one that you just didn't really see that that often and and one that I think how I met your mother does get a lot of like criticism for being like a very straightforward sort of laugh track sort of situation comedy. But I do think that the depictions of relationships are actually more accurate than what we had seen previously, as far as friendship, how friendships go, how families go, and um, depiction of you know real emotion between people and watching Marshall's character go through the stages of grief of dealing with losing with his father actually kind of had made me feel a little bit better about thinking about when I will eventually have to go through that with my parents. Mm -hmm. And also I think is a really important depiction of people who are our age, who are especially right now, but dealing with, you know, both the aspect of losing our parents and also trying to maybe conceive our own children and make our own little biological families. Um, I just think it's a really fantastic episode. Wow.
0: It's quite the what? recommend. Yeah, <laughs> You'll be happy to yeah, know my, my f- girlfriend did turn to me and came out as a How I Met Your Mother fan. Like, we should watch this. And like, I, tell Sarah, I recommend she'll, it. En- she'll, she'll encourage yeah. it.
2: Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I still haven't seen this episode. I've only dropped in and out. I've only seen like a couple here and there. But I, I've seen this brought up as like a, a great episode of television and people pointing out the Easter eggs of the countdown of just like, there's a number just in the background of the set. And it's just like, there's 48 on a cork board. You don't realize this whole time it's been counting down to the bad news. Mm. Yeah, oh, that's I, very sneaky. I thought you
0: meant an on onsc- an the Chiron or something like that. Okay.
2: No, it's like hidden as part of the the set.
0: So how do we want to talk about the the 37th annual People's Choice Awards hosted by Queen Latifah, <laughs> uh, the host for the fifth consecutive year, which is not a factoid wow. I ever knew. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she also performed. Oh. and think had a song in the last 20 All right. Yeah, you yeah. and ITY, let's do it. Nominees. This is, again, People's Choice Award is voted on by people, which is how you get. And
2: people are stupid. Favorite
0: movie, The Twilight Saga, colon Eclipse. The third <laughs> Twilight movie? Third Twilight movie? This is the third one, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: No. New Moon?
2: Yeah.
0: Ecl- oh, and Breaking no. Dawn Part 1 and in- what? Yeah, I'm e- confused. Eclipse
2: is the third one, right? Okay, so... Yeah. Uh,
0: All right, I'm confused. Yeah,
2: that's the one that's actually fairly watchable.
0: Okay. Um, Yeah,
2: but beating Toy Story 3 and Inception.
0: (laughs) Uh, Favorite action movie, Iron Man 2, which, you know, beating Robin Hood and Salt. And Kick-Ass is better than Iron Man 2, so there. Uh, Favorite comedy movie, Easy A, Suck a Dick, Grown Ups wins... (laughs) Every, everyone loves Adam Sandler getting kicked in the nuts by a CG deer in front of Selma Hayek. Uh, favorite drama movie. <laughs> Once again, social networks. Suck it. Eat eat the ass of the Twilight Saga colon eclipse. Um, favorite family movie, Toy Story 3. Sure. Favorite horror movie, Hammer Elm Street, which is most people's, one of most of my friends' least favorite remakes that exists, um, but... I don't know how everyone. The last exorcism I know people like the Let Me In, Resident Evil Afterlife fight. Those are the other nominees. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, yeah. Favorite movie actor? Why, of course, Johnny Depp in Alice in Wonderland, beating out yeah. DiCaprio in Inception and and Shutter Island. Fuck you, DiCaprio. Why try? You didn't have a top hat in any of those movies. <laughs> Uh, Kristen Stewart wins for The Runaways and Twilight Saga. So, yeah, once again, how does Eh. does her ass taste? Julia Roberts for Eat, Pray, Love and Katherine Heigl uh, and Jennifer Aniston as well. Jackie Chan wins favorite action star for Karate Kid. Um, Can't argue with that.
2: It's good for him to get some sort of recognition for that that part. Mm -hmm. He's so good. What a
0: dumb category, though, at the bottom. Favorite movie star under 25. What? (laughs) Yeah. Zac Afron wins, by the way. Beating up Vanessa Hudgens, Robert Pattinson, Kristen Stewart, and Emma Watson. I would have given Emma Watson. But uh, favorite TV comedy, Glee. Glee is going to be big this year. Jane Lynch will win for favorite mm. TV comedy actress. Neil Patrick Harris, NPH, will take it for How I Met Your Mother. And Comedy actor, uh, TV drama is House. Uh, beating out Sarah's favorite, The Vampire Diaries. And <laughs> uh, Hugh Laurie will also win for, for TV drama actor. And uh, TV drama actress is Lisa Edelstein for house as well. Favorite She's TV crime never... drama lie to me. Um, and t- Tim Roth would take home. <laughs> lie to me. So
2: many of these are, are shows that are probably half of them are already off the air.
0: Right. Yeah. Lie to, lie to me. Come like, around. I thought I heard Tim Roth in an interview. Like, well, why were you, why were you the only British guy? Not in Harry Potter. And it's like, Oh, I miss like a ton of Tarantino and Harry Potter shit. I was supposed to be, but I was making light of me like, Oh, so the show that no one remembers is why you're not in this giant. I actually watched
3: story. light to me and I didn't hate it, but it was definitely hmm. one of those like crime gobbledygook shows where it's like, I can yeah. find out that someone's a criminal based on their micro expressions. <laughs> All right, calm
0: yeah. down. Speaking of, speaking of gobbledygook, uh fringe, a show I have liked and not liked in equal measure. It's also, it has some great aspects to it. Uh, like the X Files, but for multi-dimensional problems. Uh, mm-hmm. And but it's also a JJ Abrams joint, so nothing is solved. The stakes are always raised, and nothing is addressed. Um, and American Idol competition show, Hawaii Five O. Shit, my dad says this is all worthless. Um,
3: uh, <laughs> and... Yeah, can I just acknowledge though that there is a category that is favorite TV doctor?
0: Oh, it wow! Uh, <sighs> guess who won? <sighs> uh house, house of, of course.
3: people from house or Grey's anatomy
0: favorite talk show host conan <laughs> o'brien got it there's one i'm behind hey. conan o'brien uh-huh. um i'll take it there's still a whole music category holy lord
3: uh,
1: favorite rock yeah, band paramore
0: all right all right we'll move on because uh we got to get to the best-selling games of the previous year 2010 according to npd via ign across all the platforms uh wow 10 years to the day of cold war call of duty black ops 360 and ps3 those take the top two categories followed by halo reach at number three new super mario brothers Wii at number four followed by just dance for Wii, Wii fit plus mario galaxy 2 and then at eight we have madden nfl 11 as well as Red Dead redemption at nine and can't be uh best of list but pokemon pokemon soul silver <laughs> not uh glowing gold i forget the name of but i bought soul silver that's my first pokemon i played personally pokemon soul silver um is number 10 how about that we'll talk way more in depth about video games uh, vid, uh with a video game apocalypse boys hopefully chris baker uh, got a new guest steve from um oh, what's it, what's uh the ultra 64 podcast really fun episode up right now a ton of other stuff on patreon to thank you guys for up to we we, we encourage people to give five dollars a month if you give more feel free but it helps the whole network we do like six or seven simultaneous shows, it does help us out a tremendous deal. Thank you guys once again. Patreon.com slash lasertime. Time. I want to thank Justin Allen again for being one of the great fairy godmothers of this entire network. So thank you very much. Uh, Die. where can people find you?
2: They can find me on the Twitter at listeningerd, L-E-C-I-N-E-N-E-R-D, or follow the show at 302010Podcast, 302010Podcast, and tease in next week. Oh, we've got two... Shows that are going to hit 10 years old, one of which uh, Chris was just talking about mm. off off air about uh, Chicago-based dirtbags with oh. William H. Macy. Mm.
1: And
2: another one uh, starring the Belcher clan.
0: <laughs> I had that on my list, yes. That's what we've watched the most during the pandemic. I've seen every episode of that show.
2: And coming from 2001, we get a catchphrase for the ages. You're the man now, dog! You're the
0: man Finding Forrester? Oh, ah. <laughs> you're the <man> <laughs> Oh, YTMND, indeed.
2: I miss it. I miss it so.
0: Oh, my goodness. Uh, and if you don't know, we close out with telling you who died during this period and who lived. Um, nothing special here. Who died during all this?
2: Oh, we lost a bunch of people, right? Right as the, the year is beginning. In 2000, we lost Ray Walston, who was 86. He was my favorite Martian, or also Mr. Hand in fast times at ridgemont high oh. that guy was the best he was so good at just just slow burns man and then in 2010 we lost ann francis who was 80 she starred in forbidden planet Ooh. song says so
0: diary of ann francis love it love, love. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry
2: uh but we also lost uh captain dick winters a band of brothers you remember uh demi mm. lewis played him uh, he was 92 and uh, Pete Posselthwaite, he was only God 64. Damn. He looked a million years old yeah. for the last 40 years.
0: Yeah. yeah. Love that guy. Mr. Kobayashi.
2: Yeah, it's Kobayashi. He's the best. I think he's the best performer in uh, Romeo Plus Juliet. Closed it out with the town. She's a good role. In the show, name no of the father. To me, Mr. He's McMahon. amazing.
3: Father, My favorite. Mm. Just to clarify, he died in 2011, though. Not 2000. Oh, uh, Sorry, right. 2011. you right.
0: 2011. We are in the ones now, baby. Ones, Hard. tell you a friend. The, the show has changed. And with that out of the way, who was born in this period? Of the birthday quiz. ba ba birthday Oh, birthday is a doodly-doo. A ding dong doodly dooly ding dong doo oh,
2: Turning 50 years old. 50. Born January 7th, 1971 in Modesto, California, where dad ran a bowling alley. He left junior college to pursue acting and got dinky TV roles on stuff like CSI, Time of Your Life, and Angel. And he made ends meet by working as a makeup artist.
3: (gasps) Uh, Jeremy Renner. It is Jeremy Renner! What?
0: Makeup artist?
3: Yeah, I knew that factoid. I don't know why. Honestly, there's
2: not a lot else that's terribly interesting about him. <laughs> well, what do you he's mean? mean? sound like someone who clearly
0: doesn't pay for stars on this app. Uh, look up in the saga of Jeremy Renner's app. That was oh,
2: hilarious. <laughs> Very good. Also, I didn't realize, I mean, people make fun of him for his music, but he's done songs on a couple of his soundtracks, uh, including North Country and Love Comes the Executioner and the only ones of his movies we have talked about, but they're all, I recommend all of them. 28 Weeks Later, Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford, The Town Excellent. and the Hurt Locker. Yeah all great not a
0: bad one all great not
2: a all bad great. one happy birthday
0: happy birthday happy birthday to 30 2010 uh, hey. yeah it's a the sixth season officially it's kicked off you guys did it thanks to diana essentially for agreeing not to quit and um <laughs> sarah agreeing to join but but it's also the patrons at patreon.com slash laser time and people who keep listening and telling friends about the show. So thank you so much about that. Uh, there's nothing impulsive about that, which I'm trying to segue into a song that Diana chose.
2: I did well <laughs> behind everyone's backs. I bumped Wilson Phillips last week because oh. I was like, we need to, I'm sorry. Wilson Phillips doesn't have the gravitas to close out the year. We, we need Beethoven for fuck's sake. So <laughs> I'll, I'm throwing him in now. I'm sorry, awesome. Wilson Phillips. You're not Beethoven. I apologize <laughs> for saying such a controversial thing. Uh,
0: yeah, know? it's, it's... It
3: had to be said.
0: Yeah, it's. It, I believe Sarah's ranking goes the other guys, Beethoven wilson phillips um still gonna make fun of you <laughs> exactly. for putting the other guys on there i even had to google it are we talking about the same movie <laughs> i
3: mean i like that i like that i could still surprise you yeah after all these years <laughs> I am...
0: color me shocked and disgusted uh no i'm fine this has been a great show uh i wish we could argue about movies all the time Our, most of this is about appreciating movies so thank you guys so much for listening for real check out laser time um Dye and Sarah will hopefully, not to put them on the hook, join us for the best movies of 2020 if one could bother to do such a thing.
2: Oh, brother. Yeah.
0: We're,
1: yeah, do our we're best.
2: It, You know, kind of like I Love You, Philip Morris, we're going to be talking about the movies of 2020 releasing three years from now. Being right. like, well, technically it was supposed to come out in 2020, mm-hmm.
0: but. Yeah. Um, I, I love that it delayed two whole cinematic universes. Right, <laughs> like like almost a year if that's the worst thing that comes out of this pandemic you didn't lose a relative or a member of gilligan's island but but thank you guys so much for listening take us out wilson phillips we'll see you guys for 2021 whole year
1: i don't want to don't